Welcome. <laughs> I love these questions in the chat. Uh, we need, yeah, get some more questions in the chat, but welcome to the show. We're going to talk about rookie quarterbacks and running backs. We have a long show sheet to discuss uh, many, many things. Um, but yeah, welcome uh, everyone and, and my co-host, uh, Patrick, with your tattoo. Uh, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm here. It's middle of the week. It's almost one. Dreams How's Evie? Not even half over. My, my little Evie is good. She's a, she's in bed. Hopefully we don't hear her cry tonight. Oh, no, I meant the tattoo, bro. The show. <laughs> not, not your daughter. Oh, oh, not about my daughter. No. Um, trying to find the best way to show it, but yeah, my little Evie. Aww. It's good. It's been it's in good shape. That's sweet. So bright it, and vibrant. I love that. And Hutch, you're, uh, you're with us, despite the fact that you've been hitting the head a bunch of times. Tell us more. Yeah, I'm I'm here. I'm good. I'm good. But yeah, I, I I did tweet it a while ago. But a few, but uh, just a few days ago, I learned that I've had a concussion for the past month. So, uh, oh, I've been yeah. trying to stay off of screens a little bit. A football game with some friends got a little uh wild, and I got hit. So, uh, and I've been having headaches ever since then. And I went about, I got evaluated a few days ago. I have a concussion, so I've been trying to stay off screens a little bit. But I'm here. Very excited for the show. I'm, 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 oppo- I'm, I'm opposed to concussions. I, I think those should be canceled. That um, that's a good that's a good thing. I don't know how you do that, but yeah, I don't know how uh, I would do that either. I mean, you know, we, we have a lot of dreams. You know, I I've always wanted to be. You know, we talk about my OnlyFans career oh, uh, yeah. and other things. Um, but yeah, uh, Emerson, you're here. Well, welcome. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. Thank you for having me on. Uh, you know, I've. I've been a big admirer of your work for a long time, so I'm happy to come on the show finally. I appreciate that. I, I don't get that very often. Uh, you know, only a hundred times a day. It's not. It's not that. It's not often enough for me. Uh, but thank you. It, it means it means a lot to to hear it from someone in the industry. Um, but so the the people watching the show probably, I would say, probably don't know you. So tell the people a little bit more about you and and what you do. Well, you know, I've been a bartender server working in the service industry a long time. And, you know, I had never had any social media up until about a year ago. And, and then I, uh, I got, you know, I decided to get a Twitter account, pop on here. And, uh, you know, I wanted to chat some fantasy football with people. And it's really taken off since then. You know, I've started at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, Fantasy Football Face Off, uh, the Right Way Sports Network, working for all these different companies, doing a couple podcasts a week, writing multiple articles a week. It's been a, it's been a blast. You know, I've been a long time fantasy football player, you know, for a long, long, long time, you know, past 10 years, diehard, you know, in 30 plus dynasty leagues, you know, still. So, you know, de- degenerate, but, you know, finally got into the content space and it's really taken off so far. Yeah, I, it's funny that you say like first time ever having social media. Like I had never had social media until I started like creating stuff on Twitter and doing the podcast. Stuff. I never had touched social media. In fact, I hated it. I hated it. I still hate social media. Oh, it's just it's awful. But I feel like I come off so disgruntled on Twitter. Like everything and like cranky. You know, it's obvious. Like you I mean, know, it's. When you have a large following, like you, you get the haters too, though. You know what I mean? That, that, yeah. that's, oh, that's I don't get in, them get anymore. The haters. Oh, no, good. I don't get them anymore. I mean, they're all blocked already. There's no more. Oh, there you go. I mean, I've already <laughs> blocked all 2,000 of them. I mean, more will come, I, but. I'm too, I, I don't block. I think I block one person on Twitter. Like I've literally like, don't block anybody. I just let all the haters do whatever they want. And I yeah. Oh, uh, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, any attention is good attention. Right. But like, I, I found that that's true on Twitter, but. If you want people to like pay for stuff, then any attention is not good attention. <laughs> you're actually, you're actually better off blocking the bad attention, yeah. only focusing on the people who really like you. 
Because those are the people the, who pay for your products anyway. Yep, exactly that. The people yeah. that hate aren't gonna, aren't gonna buy something from you. They're not gonna buy anything from me. So they're and at the end of the day, we're time. we're salesmen. That's what we're doing. We're selling a product. In, yeah. in Elon Musk's Twitter, though, the, the comments drive are what drives the algorithm. You know what I mean? So, no, they're not. Uh, not no, that, likes. No. It's likes, right? it's one I thought it was comments. No. It was likes. Comments likes was more viable. Yeah, comments are worth nothing. It's See, retweet. Yeah, big misinformation. Likes are actually worth the most. I was okay. surprised. Yeah. I thought retweets would be worth the most. See, that's likes are me. worth I the most, then retweets, and comments are worth almost nothing. Well, see, that's that's just me. You know, that's the classic, you know, when you hear something, you just, it's fact. You know, somebody, one person told me that and then it was fact for me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, okay, no. I'm going to tell every person I know about this from now on. <laughs> no, no. You, you really want to um, uh, get a lot of retweets. Likes are harder to control. Retweets are easier to control. You can, you can find a way to get those. Um, all right. So today we're going to, Ryan will appear at some point. Today we'll talk about quarterbacks and running backs. I have many things to say. Um I'm not as excited for this class as I once was, but you know, that's, that's okay. Uh, but yeah, a few questions in the chat and then we'll jump into it. So I'm picking one-on-one who would you target either in trade or by the draft? Well, well I mean, if you're drafting and drafting Bijan and there's no discussion yeah, you want to rant about that on your show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I did. Have, I did actually have a rant about that on my show. I did. I was talking about if you're planning on not picking Bijan Robinson, don't stay at the one-on-one. Because there are people in Dynasty who are willing to give up an arm and a leg and the 102 for the 101. Like, you got to go out and reach out and see what you can get if you don't want Bijan. I, I did actually have a big rant. I actually got kind of mad on my show about that. Uh, I was just talking. But, um, yeah, you if you're if you're at the 101, you pick Bijan. And if you're not picking Bijan, you're making the wrong choice. If you if you want to pick someone else, trade down. Yeah. That would be I mad. I agree with that. Um, yeah, 100% for me. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's just like like because you, you can accumulate so much extra value just by trading down. Like everyone wants a piece of Bijan. Like people are gonna be willing to give everything for him. Yeah, uh, I mean I understand why, but yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, Daniel Jones Bichon. win MVP next year, and why is the answer yes? Well, the answer is no. So no, <laughs> sorry, um, Mister Squirrel. That's um, Lawrence's job. Yeah. Um, but I would say that uh, I miss you. Um, but yeah, that's all. That's all I want to say about about Mr. Squirrel. Um, oh, I thought saying that I missed you would be would be nice. I, I think he was focused more on the. Uh, I know. Can't can't please other. everyone, right? Yeah, can't no, you please can't please everyone. Um, oh, see, there we go. There we go. That's better. Um, Trey Lance was traded. Where is the most interesting? I think the XFL would be good. That's really what I. <laughs> Damn, you stole my line before I could say it. <laughs> yeah, because I'm the host of the show. It's oh, my show. Damn. My lines. Don't even give your your co-host uh, a chance to answer. Yeah, you You're just like man. I'm going to answer my own question before we even get a chance. Look, the Ask Tyler show is going to solo because people want to just hear me answer the questions. In yeah. 15 minutes, and not the the hour and 45 minutes of other crap. So you know that, like, wow. yeah. No, seriously, like that's why that yeah. show is going to solve. Um, but I promise we will get to the topic. So yes, ignore me. So it's, interrupt me, otherwise you're never going to get to talk. By the way, you have to interrupt <laughs> me. Um, that's my co-host know that, but I always warn the guests. It's really it's really tough to you know 
say where Trey Lance could go that would be interesting because he, right now in San Francisco is probably the best place for a quarterback to play. I mean, Ty, we were talking, Ty was saying this last night a lot that like San Francisco is the best place for a quarterback to play. Like if Kirk Cousins next year is a free agent, San Francisco is probably going to be at the top of his list because this receiving core, this coaching staff, this offensive line, like this run game, it's just insane. Like this offense is just so perfect that anywhere else you go is probably a downgrade as an offense. I mean, there's definitely places where he could go where he'd be interesting, where he could make an impact for fantasy football. I mean, because of his legs, he can make an impact a lot of places. But I think that if he was starting in San Francisco, I would not want him starting anywhere else because of the offense around there. I don't think like he starts in tough. San Francisco, though. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, but he's not going to start in San Francisco. We're going to have to go yeah, somewhere that's a, else. That's the biggest problem. I'm well, trying to think of. I'm what, trying to what, think of realistic places that. What about something like? In. What if he went to Tennessee? Yeah, that's always the one that's linked, right? Yeah, that's Rand Cawthorn. That'd be a disaster. That would be a disaster. You know, just asking Trey Lance. You know, who were you know we want to like develop as a passer because he doesn't have that experience in the Titans offense. That's not good. Yeah, seriously. Because that's what was going through my head. I was thinking of all the places that really need a quarterback right now. All of them had like below average receiving cores. Like you think about Baltimore, if they trade away Lamar Jackson, like they are in, that's trouble. Like that's not a receiving core you want to play with. You talk about, uh, I mean, you talk about, um, you just mentioned, why is the team going out of my Tennessee? You mentioned, just mentioned the Tennessee Titans. Like those are not teams you want to have quarterbacks throw to because their receiving core is not great. So but it's not that- really tough. Doesn't it take a quarterback to develop a receiving core? I think that's where that you see all these teams that have good receiving cores also have a good quarterback. You're not going to find very few that are there's going to be very few that have bad quarterbacks and a great receiving core because the quarterback raises up to the receivers and the receivers raise up to the quarterbacks and they balance each other out. The, the team he's at right now is the perfect spot for Trey Lance, yeah. and you know I, I don't. I'm, I'm and they, they built they built around him not being there and not, not being on the field. Yeah, yep. I'm, I'm I'm not ready to discount his start. You know, his starting opportunity for San Francisco yet. Brock Purdy could not be ready for the start of the regular season. He mm-hmm. was the last pick in last year's draft. I don't know if he has that kind of security. Sam Darnold, obviously, we've seen what he can bring. Um, I wouldn't discount even Sam Darnold potentially even being the Week One starter. But Trey Lance does have that upside. I, I'm not ready to write him off completely yet. If I could get him for something later than the 110, I might pull that. I might pull that in the Superflex League. That's actually exactly what I have him being worth, by the way. Literally, oh, he's on in my uh, Patreon Superflex uh, pick value chart. He's worth exactly. I have him in the same slot as the one ten. Okay, that's perfect. That's right around where I, I would. I will say though that the, the some of the dynasty community, you know, I always say that the dynasty community in some ways has become a lot smarter over the years, but in other ways, you know, there's a tendency to be divorced from reality. That Like reality is very nice. It's a place most of us live in. Most of us live in a reality. Some people live in a slightly different reality from the rest of us. A slightly different one. Not the, not the real world. A little different. The reality in which the 49ers still want Trey Lance to be their starter. That, that reality. The non-existent one. That one. Not real. Not real. It, it was over. It was over. It, the article's coming out on DLF in two days. It was over. I mean, you can hear what they said. They said, we like Trey Lance on our team right now. How many times have we ever heard anyone say that about a player and then that player remains on the team for a long period of time? Never. Never. That What it means is that if Brock Purdy were still healthy, Trey Lance would already be gone. He'd be gone. He'd be traded gone. 
The only reason Trey Lance is still there is because they're not confident that Brock Purdy is going to be ready for week one. I mean, that's it. I mean, that's the only reason that he's still there. He'd be gone. I mean, what Kyle Shanahan did to his, his trade value is criminal. Like, you know, if they wanted to trade him, like all this, you know, he should be hyping up. Tra- we love Trey Lance so much, and he did nothing like that whatsoever. Oh. Like Kyle Shanahan is acting like a fool with this Trey it's Lance Lynch. situation. I mean, it's Lynch who said that, though, really. Oh, right, right. I'm not, sorry. That's, I meant, that's what I meant. John Lynch. Well, it says right just, here. I, I mean, it. yeah, I mean, it says here. There were, that was one thing that was said, and then, you know, there were some other things, but it was it was bad. You know, we like Trey on our team right now, but Kyle and I always joke that uh, we'd listen to any trade offer, but we like Trey on our team right now. We don't, we don't say that about someone you want to be your starting quarterback. That You don't talk about someone you expect to be your starting quarterback that way. That's just unacceptable. If you thought that he was going to be your starting quarterback, then that's not an acceptable way to talk about him, and that's a big problem. So he's not their starting quarterback. He's clearly not their starting quarterback. Brock Purdy is. Because otherwise, you don't talk about the starting quarterback that way. That's just not how you function it's as an NFL franchise. So Brock Purdy is their starter. And there would be no conversation if Brock Purdy hadn't gotten hurt. The only question is, is he going to be ready and healthy? And that's, that's really all it is at this point. It'll yeah, all and be the like, And we look at like this offense. He fits their offense so much better because they don't need like a guy. I said, we talked I, about that yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, you were talking about that yesterday. He fits their offense so much better than what Trey Lance does. Because they just need a pocket passer who can deliver the ball. Like, that's all they need. They don't need someone who's going to run all over the place. They don't need a cannon for an arm in Trey Lance. They they don't need that. Like, that's why they had Jimmy Garoppolo going to a Super Bowl. Because that's the type of offense they run. In terms of this question. Yeah, this. I would say that Baltimore. Yeah. I mean, it's their, it's, it's what they, like, He's yeah. not Lamar Jackson. We talked about it yesterday. He's a similar player. Tampa. Yeah, Tampa would be my favorite spot for him. Uh, that'd be great. Yeah, I mean that would be interesting. Core, I, I could see them being interested. I never even thought of that. That's they a, have Baker that's Mayfield. A pretty good one. Yeah, they only have wow. Baker Mayfield. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. It, well, I mean Baker Mayfield. I mean they don't. You know they have him, but he's a negative. He's yeah. Uh, he's yeah. failure. I don't think they're attached to him by any means. So, yeah, Trey Lance, Mike yeah, Evans, no, Chris yeah. Godwin. That, that's where I want to see Trey Lance, somebody with some solid wide receivers like that. There's only a couple spots like like uh, Patrick was saying. There's not that many spots that fit in like that. But, yeah, Tampa would be I think my it's, spot. It's really interesting as well as we say the the right now for when in terms of Trey Lance. When today we get news about Mac Jones and the Patriots looking to trade – Ooh. What does I that don't do? Believe that, though. I, don't, I just uh, don't know what his trademark is. I just don't think he has ex- one. Yeah, I feel exactly like he, he's gonna be scared of the fact that like there's a bad relate because there have been raw reports saying Mac Jones has not worked with this coaching staff at all, and that he is like a bad person to have in the locker room. Like that's like the, all the reports are showing that he's not a good person to have in the locker room with that coaching staff. And I feel like that could definitely would hurt his market. That one feels more like him. personality conflicts, though. I don't think Mac could Jones be. is a bad person. Not necessarily. No. Not like Carson Wentz. You know, Carson no, Wentz. Goodness, Carson Wentz, like I always had a joke that I didn't really tell enough on the podcast. That Carson Wentz comes to the locker room. There's a bunch of gasoline on the floor, and he takes a torch, and he lights everything on fire. You know, that's Carson Wentz. Big, big torch, big problem, a big arson issue. But it's really what I think of Carson Wentz. Disgraceful. I'm glad he doesn't have – he's someone I can't stand. But I don't feel that way about Mac Jones. Mac Jones, I think, is a good person who just – does not, this is not, 
his this is not his way. He doesn't like being yelled at. He doesn't like being screamed at. And and honestly, like I, you know, it sounds like someone I know, me. Um, I don't really like being yelled at or screamed at. Uh, so I don't think I would work well with that coaching staff. Um, but I don't think I'm a bad person. But I get it. I get it. It's it's not for everybody. Not the New England way is not for everybody. And Mac Jones is not not feeling like the right, the quarterback they want. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes elsewhere. But unlike Mac, unlike Trey Lance, I feel like Mac Jones is uh, still a starter, viewed as a starter in NFL circles. I mean, Trey Lance, I think, oh, is viewed yeah. as a failure. Uh, so you know, Trey Lance, someone trading for Trey Lance could be trading for him because competition. Whereas someone trading for Mac Jones, I feel like you're just handing him the job. And to be honest, the team that you mentioned uh, for trading for Trey Lance doesn't really tamp up, which I wouldn't hate. I actually could see that team trading for Mac Jones more readily. That would make a lot more sense. Good, yeah. With the quarterbacks that they already have on the roster, you change nothing. You change nothing going from Baker Mayfield to Mac Jones. Nothing at all. The only thing is you have someone more effective. My nothing only changed. My only question is, can Mac Jones or Brock, do Brock Purdy or Mac Jones with, with the quarterbacks that are in the league right now, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, do they get you anywhere? You know what I mean? You have to really have a great team around these guys. You know what I mean? Trey Lance has that at least upside to potentially get there. I think Mac Jones totally has it. The difference is just, it's not for fantasy. Brock Purdy, maybe not, but Mac Jones, Mac Jones was excellent at Alabama. I mean, excellent at Alabama. He put up numbers in the sec. I mean, against great competition. He had made receivers do very well. Those receivers went to the NFL and they looked pretty good. And he was part of their development. I think he's been dealt a horrible hand. I mean, he's had to play with two years of disgraceful offenses this year, a defensive coordinator and a special teams coach were coaching him. I mean, that's unacceptable. Yeah. And I think that Mac Jones, he had a, actually for a rookie quarterback was really good as a rookie. People forget that, but not he's for fantasy, not for fantasy, but okay. for real life, he was good. That's the difference. There's a difference between real life upside and fantasy upside. Brock Purdy, I agree, doesn't have, is not high ceiling in either one. Mac Jones, I think is someone real life. I do see some upside more than Trey Lance, in my opinion. Real life. For fantasy, I see more, far, obviously far more upside. But for real life, I think Mac Jones has the ability to be a top 10 passer in the league. Absolutely. I don't see why he wouldn't. Players who have his type of rookie year usually end up being successful. They don't usually fail. When you come in the NFL and play that well with no weapons, you usually succeed. So I, I I would disagree. I think if Mac Jones played with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, he'd look he'd look pretty good. A lot better than Baker Mayfield would look in that same offense. I, I mean, 100%. I completely agree. I agree he um, would look better than Baker for sure. Oh, I think he would look twice as good. I mean, mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield is one of the worst quarterbacks I've seen start that many games. He's, he's up there with, with Sam Darnold, the other one who's talked yeah. about. To start that Marcus Mariota. Those are some of the worst quarterbacks I've seen that start that many games. He's he's bad. He's really, really bad. Yeah. It's like fantasy poison and real life poison too. Terrible. Thoughts on Quentin Johnston, pros and cons. Uh, let's let's just touch on I'm just gonna kind of brush past this one. I, I think he's actually pretty good. I actually like him as a prospect, but you know, this is the uh quarterback and running back rookie show. So I do like him. I actually moved him up to my rookie wide receiver two ahead of Jordan Addison today when I was redoing my rankings for this show. Um, but yeah, I don't want to get into him too much because we have so many quarterbacks and running backs to break down. You do. Yeah. Well, let's talk about this one, though. What about this one? This is related to uh, rookie quarterbacks and running backs. I think it's an interesting discussion because we don't talk about one QB leagues yeah. very much. We don't. We don't because, I mean, pl- things like safe leagues, they don't even offer new one QB leagues. They, they don't offer it. You cannot sign up for it because the demand is so low. People don't want to play in one QB 
compared to new leagues are almost all Superflex. 80 to 90% of leagues form Superflex. So we don't talk about it a lot, but I know that Dynasty, there are leagues that have been going on for 10 years, and 10 years ago, every league was 1QB. So we have to, it's nice to, to get a question about it every once in a while. So what do you think is a reasonable spot to draft Anthony Richardson or, or any of the quarterbacks in a 1QB rookie draft? What do we think about this one? So I have, a, I have a slightly different perspective than a lot of people when it comes to 1QB Dynasty quarterback rankings. It's very easy to get a QB2 in one quarterback leagues. You can get one for a, a late second, usually, or just as a throw-in on trades. The problem is Anthony Richardson's ceiling is a guy that could be a top five, top seven NFL quarterback in fantasy. So I'm willing to pay up, even though he's not my QB one of this class, and Superflex, I, he is currently my QB1 in 1QB because his ceiling is that much higher than everyone else's. So yep. I'm looking at him on a t- I'm, I'm one, one, I'm in one one-quarterback dynasty league. I won the championship this year. I'm sitting at 1.12. I'm lo- looking at him going, would I rather have him there at 112? Or maybe... It's not pretty. I think um, she Rice. I think it's the kind of thing. Marvin Mims. A couple of things. One, I agree with what you said about the values. It, for example, in Superflex, I have Trevor Lawrence higher than Lamar Jackson and Justin Fields. But in one QB, I have Lamar yep. Jackson and Justin Fields higher. So that's that's mm-hmm. kind that of an sense. example. Of, it's similar to what you were saying. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think the other thing is before the draft. The quarterbacks have less risk. We know that they're going to go high. We know that they're going to be. So right now I have Stroud, Young, and Richardson back to back to back at 13, 14, and 15 in my 1QB rankings. But sorry, but I expect <laughs> that after the draft, a few players will pass them and they won't quite be that high. They'll be more like so 15. So I wasn't laughing at you guys. I was laughing at a, a comment that came Oh, in. it's all good. Yeah, from uh, um, it's all good. <laughs> extra, extra medium. I, that what is extra, extra medium. Media? I don't know. This is an adult small, by the way. This is an adult small. An adult small. Yeah. It is a bit. It is a bit. It is a bit smaller. I will. I will definitely say that. I didn't. It's tight. Showing off the physique today. I like it. Oh, um, I didn't wow. mean. To, that's not what I meant to do. But um, I mean, I. I mean, I might have to wear a small then. I'll show off. No, yeah, I got for my budding OnlyFans career. It's a. We'll have to see. A, you know, we'll have to see. Small. If, if the people I'm, demand it, you know, if the people demand it, we know I'll do anything. If the people I'm sorry. It. I'm not trying to do that at all. But that is freaking hilarious because I'm looking at it now in the thing and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's totally a little. That's pretty. We'll small get you an here. XM, yeah. extra medium, extra medium. No, we'll, it's we'll it's an that. adult small. It's an adult small, and it's four for four. One of my uh, this is one of my favorite like lo- like fantasy football logos out there. Four for four. Shout out to them. If any of them are, if any of these guys are there watching, I love I love this shirt. It's like one of my favorite shirts. They might be watching. I don't know. Love them. People, I can't, I can't believe they won their lawsuit against Wendy's and saved the full the four for four name. Uh, get Gavin in the comments. You're gonna have to wait till you're gonna have to wait till Hutch is potentially old enough to start an OnlyFans account for that for that t- for that dance. Unfortunately, to a TikTok dance. <laughs> you're gonna have to wait till he can start that account. To a TikTok dance. Um, I that would take a lot because I suck at dancing. Oh, you know, well, you know what? Uh, one dan- one thing I can do in fifth grade, I was part of a uh, ballroom dancing class. It was like a mandatory class you had to take, and I got really good. And I've like taught people how to ballroom dance, a few ballroom dances. So I can do that, but I cannot TikTok dance. That is a no. That is an yeah. absolute no. I'm a really good dancer. I am not a good dancer. In the shower or when far. no one's watching. But, <laughs> you know, 
can't I can't dance at all. I'm like the worst dancer. I can't dance. I can't, I can't sing. Dance either, right? But at least I'm funny, right? You know, so at least speaking I have of something. ballroom dancing, who I here has ever say, worn? Speaking of balls, that would be. I was going to say, who has uh, ever worn ballroom jeans? Never. I've never even heard of that. Ballroom jeans are so nice. There's an actual little gusset cut out in them, so that you have extra room for your balls. Well, Quite literally, Paul. I'm, 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 learn, I'm learning. I'm learning things now that I, I had no idea that existed. Even this existed. is what the show is good for, right? Yeah, I don't you think don't, you don't know. You can't afford order. it, I guess. Man, uh. <laughs> um, but yeah, to answer the question, I feel like I actually agreed. I mean, I said I had them all early seconds. So with that, I do think again after the draft, we'll have to see which running. The problem really is which running backs actually get the draft capital. The ones that do, I think, will be ahead, but we don't know which ones those are. It's a problem. Uh, do you take the number one overall pick at 102 in your rookie drafts, or do you have a QB1 regardless of who Carolina picks? Oh, uh, wait. What? They're asking. Oh, essentially, okay, they're asking. DJ Stroud would be my number one regardless. Ooh. I, I, am, I am really in the Bryce Young train. I think it's going to be hard for me to not pick him 101. I mean, uh, at the 102. I, I, think, it, I think it's going to be Bryce Young for me, no matter what. But, you know, we'll, we'll definitely see how it goes. How the draft goes. It's I just I can't know. imagine like I, I can't imagine Bryce Young lands somewhere where it's like oh that's a really bad landing spot. I don't want to pick him one on one. Like he's gonna go like top three, top five in the NFL draft pretty easily. If I not mean, one, I had, one. I had Young and Stroud basically dead even the whole time. So if Carolina traded all the way up to number one to get Stroud, Stroud would be my one. Young. Yeah, that that would two. be that would be that'd be interesting yeah i would also it'd be super cool if uh stroud uh got picked at two for houston and then 12 houston picked jackson with the jigba yeah that's them. not gonna happen because that'd be legit i would i like i don't think it'll happen but man that would be I'm, so awesome it'd be carolina so seems pretty locked in on stroud yeah they do they do i think i think it's gonna be um stroud at one young at two and i think richardson's gonna go to colts yeah, that's what everyone's pretty much. Uh, oh no, no, Will Levis. No, I think yeah, Will Levis might go to the Colts. Will think, Levis sucks. I think Richardson could end up in Seattle or Detroit. No, it's um, for, a year. for me. You know, um, Will Levis. Sometimes I forget that he's not Zach Wilson. <laughs> yeah, they remind a, me so much of each other. That's not, that's, he has a lot it's stronger so, frame. That's not a compliment. A lot more physical. A lot bigger. I, I like I like him. I think he has a lot more tools to work with than Zach Wilson for me personally. I like. Yeah, the but there's I do a problem. Agree. Yes, there's a He's problem. A it's the same me. problem. It's the same problem. High Zach range Wilson. of outcomes like Zach Wilson. The problem is the problem is in is right here. That's the problem. True. That's going to be a big problem. The same problem that Zach Wilson had. The brain is the problem. I think there's going to be a big problem there, and I'm I'm good. Well, someone else can have Will Levis. I'm just totally uninterested. Totally uninterested. Very rare a prospect rubs me the wrong way as much as, as Will Levis. Should have learned my lesson. I learned my lesson with Zach Wilson. It's screaming everything about how he acted at the draft. Everything. Just is all his behavior. Everything. Just screamed this. Don't draft this guy. Don't draft this guy. Something's not right with this guy. And I should have just listened. He just, it just gave me a very, very off-putting taste. Everything about how Zach Wilson acted. And I'm getting the same vibes from Will Levis. I just, I just don't like him. And, and, and that matters. You can see in the... NFL, how quickly did the Jets players run away from Zach Wilson? They just didn't like him. They just don't like him. And that matters. Whereas Anthony Richardson aced his interviews. Aced his interviews. Was so charismatic. Everything. Now I read articles about how Anthony Richardson's charisma is causing him to rise in the NFL draft. 
That's what yeah. I want to hear about. Because you got to remember, like we're like fancy, we're like we're like fancy analysts, and we like go into the numbers and all that. You also got to remember these are people too. Like these are people in locker rooms. They have no. It's, it's each exactly other. Gotta, what I'm saying. Like, it's exactly you really have to remember that. Like you, you really see. have to remember these are all people with feelings and emotions and develop relationships in their teams. If those are off, it's not going to be working out. Like, say just how it goes. Say what you will, but at Kentucky in the locker room, Will Levis does have a lot of respect. The p- players do love him at Kentucky. I think people loved Zach Wilson at BYU too. Didn't mean that it was going to translate. He, he's to not. He's not a Carson Wentz in the locker room or anything like that. Will Levis, the players like him. He's a tough guy. Yeah, I mean Zach Wilson Ooh. was liked at BYU too, but there's a level of translating from college to the NFL that I have a bad feeling. I have a bad like feeling. It's easy. It's easy to be liked when you're on top of the world. It's easy to be liked when you're on top of the world, when you're the savior, it's really easy to be liked. But then when there starts to be a problem, when it starts to be hard, then, you know, that some people are able to get through that and some people are not. And Will Levis just screams not to me. So I'm, I'm good. He's just someone I'm not, I am going to tell people to avoid. I, I have a very bad feeling about Will Levis. I'm, I'm willing, yeah, to, be, my I'm willing to be wrong on, on Levis. I will, I will want That's exactly how I feel. I'm willing to be wrong. Like if I'm wrong, fine. I missed, but I can't. I just can't. You, you don't want the you don't want the the sunk cost of being wrong about Levis and drafting him and having him on your team and having too I, many I, I shares want, of him. Yeah, I don't want to have any shares. Be stuck I, I just it. think he is so bad. I don't want to. I don't want to be in August of 2024 trying to sell Will Levis off my team because he is a cancer, and I'm looking at it going. I hope I can maybe get an early third for him. That's where I don't want to be in 16 months. That would yeah, suck. It, that would it's suck. just, and that's where we're. That's where Zach Wilson fans are. People, the people that love Zach Wilson coming out, they're yep. they're sitting there going, "What do I say in this league? Like I, I invested a lot in that draft class, and all of a sudden I got Zach Wilson, and I missed, and I've had two years of banged up Trey Lance. A lot of people My passed on like Jalen Waddle to take Zach Wilson. <laughs> That's true. I also heard a recent story. I think on the fantasy footballers, they were talking about Jason passed on an, another passing on Jalen Wallace, or he passed on Jalen Wallace to draft Trey Sermon. Oh, that was brutal. Oh, yeah. Wow, that is oh, even that's man. almost even worse. Yeah, Zach Wilson at least has some value. My my, yeah. my favorite my favorite is seeing uh, what team does Trey uh, Sermon Dyna- or Dynasty Eagles. Orphans? He's still in the Eagles. Okay. Yeah. Is yeah. seeing Dynasty Orphans, and you can tell the person played on Twitter or was on Twitter a lot because you can go through the flavor of the month, and they've got like five of the players of the flavors of the month, and they all none yep. of them worked out. And it's like, yeah. oh, this team really—you got nothing left. You overpaid for all five of these guys, and yeah, yeah. Oh man, it's so true. Yeah. What? Cool. Tampa Bay, I, I would love it if they did. It would be. Oh, Lamar. Lamar on that offense. Oh, that'd, be, that'd be interesting. Lamar. Yeah. I don't think he would fit in that offense. That would be fine. I mean, I think he'd find a way to work it, it out. It would be I great just... for Godwin or Evans, but yeah, I'd like that for Lamar Jackson. Yeah, it'd be good for more. I would also I don't think Rashad White, given that he's a great pass catcher. I'd be more I'd be a little bit worried about his pass catching upside if Lamar's running all over the place. That's true. 
I'd be worried about Rashad White a lot with that. We also see what a mobile quarterback does for the rushing game in terms of you see more often guys rushing for almost an additional yard per carry if their quarterback is a is a, is a true dual, dual threat. Because yeah, I do, like, the- I do like what Gavin said. He will fit in any offense. It's just that for fantasy purposes, he could mess up a lot of different pieces if he's mm-hmm. not in the right offense. Yeah. Who's more likely to draft a rookie quarterback, Lions or Seahawks? He originally the the comment originally said know, golf or Gino, yeah. which is really funny. Yeah. Who will draft the quarterback first? It's really great. Lions or Seahawks? But, uh, well, I mean, who picks first? Seahawks. But, I mean, so Seahawks that. picks first. But, yeah, golf's not locked up on a on a contract like Gino is. So, you know, no, yeah, be, true. Yeah, golf, Gino, golf is one more year, right? This is last year. Yeah, I think so. Gino's contract is it's three years, but it's, it's so front loaded yeah. with the guarantees that they can walk away after this year. They could, and it's, it's, okay. it's super easy out. But if he shows yeah, up he and he's amazing, they've still got him for cheap, yep. cheaper than someone else at that rate. But yeah, I, I think the first team to take a quarterback of these two, I think it would be the Lions because I think they're they're really like they are really like just a couple pieces away from being a real contender. Like they've got they may have have made a lot of good moves this offseason, and they are they are set. If they if Jared Goff really doesn't work next year, like or not next year, I mean not next year, but if they don't believe in Jared Goff to be their guy, they could absolutely take a shot in a quarterback for upside with Anthony Richardson if they really want to. Neither I think it's gonna be no, I think that'd be a just, solid move for them. I don't think that'd be horrible. Yeah. I think there's better options, but I wouldn't hate that. Lions fans love Goff. They do the team the team loves Goff. They do they love they, Goff. they they I, I live in Michigan. It's it's the they are, they're like Goff is our quarterback. We're we're behind this man. We're and they I don't, see, I don't they, know they see it as they they I see would, it as I would want. I think they, he, I think I don't think he's gonna they do they them. pillaged the Rams in that trade. That's the way Lions fans see it. Is yes, Stafford got his ring and they're happy for Stafford, but they pillaged the Rams in getting multiple firsts in addition to a quarterback. Both. Both the Seahawks and the Lions have two picks in the second round, and I would not be surprised if Hendon Hooker was there that either one. That's would a good one. Hendon mm-hmm. Hooker's uh, can get the first round hype, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be uh, insane. Okay. I would be, so, I'd be like, um, mad. That's fine. I'd be mad. Yeah, that's legit mad if he gets picked the first round. He's not going to be picked anywhere in, near the top not. of the draft. But Bar- Barnwell had him going number five. That is not okay. Did that come out on April 1st? Yeah. It was wild. I I pointed out to her, I was like, this is crazy is what this is. I I don't believe that for a second. Nope. Nope. There's no way. I mean, no, I'm telling you, he, he, it was what he clarified it later. Like I was watching some of the ESPN when he went on and was getting roasted. He later started saying it's what he would do. That's what he would do at number five is what he started saying. But yeah, that's what he did happen as well. That's fine. He he can do that. Um, I'm good. Take all the head and hooker you want. Shanahan talked the same way with Jimmy G. Well, yeah, he's wanted to get rid of Jimmy G for like four years. He doesn't, he, he wanted to be honest. I think he wanted to replace Jimmy G with another version of Jimmy G. That's he was exactly vetoed yeah. by the front office, who made him yep. take Trey Lance, who he never wanted in the first place, and now we're in this situation where he still doesn't want. 
I think he wanted to take Mac Jones. I feel like he's oh he always wanted Mac Jones. And John Lynch forced him to take Trey Lance. Because uh, he's Kyle Shanahan has never wanted Trey Lance. Never. He's never seemed like he wanted. He's never enthusiastic. So he's like, yeah, we have Trey. He's our guy. Never happy. Never enthusiastic. Never wanted him. But yeah, of course he talked the same way with Jimmy G. Did you hear his parting shot at Jimmy G this week? Like, uh, yeah, no, I'm never going to hear from Jimmy G in the offseason. The only way you'll ever hear from him is if you run into him on the street. There's no way to reach him. <laughs> so that relationship was not good either. No. Do I think that Purdy is a better passer than Lance? Yes. Yes, I do. He's throwing more game yep. passes in one, he's, he's, in he's one, one out of all season. He's slight. It's slight, but I, I, I would give Purdy the edge with the, with his arm, but I, I'm not as enamored enamored you know i don't think it's as locked in as some people think with purdy you know i just you know without practicing this offseason with him maybe questionable for week one i think this is a we're asking a lot of the player who was last in the nfl pick in the nfl draft last year you know i I won't get too attached to draft capital here as we start seeing him play in the nfl but purdy's a slightly more advanced passer but i like i said i just don't think we've seen enough for trey lance i think trey lance is getting a little bit hated on he could be a decent value in super flex leagues right now i definitely hate him I can tell. I can yeah. tell. Yeah. <laughs> I don't hate him that much. I mean, the dynasty community is closer to a reality with Trey Lance the, than they are with DeAndre the, Swift. The, the, it's not as strong as your hate on Will Levis, which I think was also – the hate on Will Levis was also a little strong on the show, I think. But yeah. Oh, I was being nice. That's me being polite. That's you being nice. Yeah, that's me being polite. <laughs> yeah, he said he's better than Zach – he looks better than Zach Wilson. Well, that's true. I mean, half of his brain seems to work correctly. Better than zero percent that Zach Wilson offers, so I it's not it's not terrible. The mayonnaise is really the problem. That 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 I just can't go for. I mean mayonnaise in the coffee. That's just such a like, I can't so I can't trust it. mayonnaise in the coffee. It's just no. Tampa is one of those teams with the best wide receivers and bad QB room. Well, yeah, but they had Tom Brady up until this year, so I, you know this is just now they have the leftovers and they have to replace the quarterback. So it, mm-hmm. it does happen. I do remember this, and, and I know what you're talking about here, but we won't spend too much time on how Mac Jones is dirty. Um, where would Jameson Williams rank among the incoming rookie wide receivers? Two. Two for um, what, what Jameson Williams are we talking about? Because it's not the same. Is it Jameson Williams before he got injured at all? Jameson Williams after he got injured? Or Jameson Williams now? Because it's three completely different answers. Jameson Williams, Williams before he got injured would be number one. Uh, really? Actually. You put him over Jackson oh, yeah. Virginia. Yeah. Jameson Williams, before he got injured, would have been a top five NFL mm-hmm. draft pick. I think he would have been a superstar. He'd be number one. He'd be number one. Yeah. I, I mean, I think the injury is the only reason it has not it didn't come together. Um, Jameson Williams, it's, after oh, the injury, but before the rookie year, um, that version of Jameson Williams would probably be number two. Jameson Williams now, knowing that the rookie year was this bad, and the track record of players who fail this, it doesn't matter what the reason is. You can go look at the list. It's bad. It's Kevin White. It's, you know, Darius Geis. It's any position. It's, it's bad, bad, bad. You know, my, John Ross, Mike Williams. I mean, Corey Davis, players who missed significant time or did almost nothing in their rookie years. It's, it's Gil Harry. Bad, bad, bad is that is that history. So we don't, we don't like that history at all. So now uh, he would be four for me. Jason no. Johnson and Addison probably. And then, yeah, it would be interesting to see after that if there's another receiver. But he would, he would be clearly at least fourth. 
You're, you are right about that. Only two top 24 wide receivers last year had less than 500 yards their rookie season. One of those was Devontae Adams. But, you know, we are, but it was, you know, I feel like we did count. We knew that he wasn't going to have a big rookie year when we drafted him last Not year. True. I know. I, we didn't know it would be I, this bad. We I didn't mean, know it would be this bad. We didn't know we had one catch. I, I mean, I thought, I don't, I didn't expect one catch. You're right about that. I didn't, nobody thought it would be catch. this bad. Most people thought he would, the, the common knowledge was that he would miss four to six games. He would come in, there wouldn't be adjustment period, but by the end of the season, he would be fully healthy and being used. That is not what happened. It, that, I, the I expectation have, is not what happened. I don't. I think people had high expectations, though. For, for coming off an ACL, we see players traditionally He missed even my worst-case scenario. It was worse than my worst-case scenario. He would have been better off if he didn't play at all. This is worse, well, I, I, actually. I agree there. Oh, yeah. He, he, yeah he this is, is actually he, worse he than not play. playing at all. For his perception on value. I don't necessarily, it's worse. For for my value of him, I would rather he didn't. Perception, I agree. This is worse. I mean, when you do look at it, though, like when you look at the snaps he got and the actual targets he got, he really, he barely played. Like That's that's a big problem. It It does make it a problem. problem. Why did he play? It wasn't like there was one game. There was like many games where he had an opportunity and he, he didn't show anything. Like, yeah. I get it, but, like, he was active for the last six games. He should have shown you something during that period of time. He showed one catch. He had one catch. It was a one good one. He, he, a he, had a couple, one. he had a couple, he had a couple it. things called back. He did have a broken coverage. But it was a good one. I get it, but, I mean, come on. Like, I, I, I understand you're hurt, but there were plenty of guys who came off injury. I mean, Odell was hurt for a lot, and I know Odell and Jameson Lynn have the same player, I, I'd but say, Odell was coming off an injury, came in, was good immediately. I, I, I'm not expecting that. But I'm expecting you to exceed a 25% snap share one time over the six I, games. I'm con- once. I'm concerned. Would have been nice. I'm concerned that he came back in 10 months after an ACL that we usually see 12 months back. Mm-mm. Not now. 10 months, you should not. T- not 10 now. months, they're back, but they're not back. You know what I mean? The lines were in this, was, this was bad for not back. This was bad. This was, he looked more hampered than he should have been. So I think it's for, fair. For player, I, I'm fine counting it against him. You also got to think about the lines in a team situation. Oh, no, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no, I was just going to say for a player that depends on his speed and physicality as much as Jason Jameson Williams does, it doesn't concern me that we, we knew he was a little bit of a raw in other areas of this game. So it does. it's not as concerning to me as, you know, just the one catch would normally suggest. I, I'm also like, you got to think about the Lions and their team situation. Like they didn't, they were no, they had no rush to rush him. They had no reason to rush him. Like, I don't, I feel like, they had no reason to rush him on the field. No reason. I don't know why he was. What? I mean, they were very close to making the playoffs. They had the reason that they James, didn't rush him. Healthy, fully healthy James Williams he, doesn't make them in the playoffs, though. No, maybe not. They, but, they played fine without without him doing that stretch. Maybe yeah, not. But that, that's almost even worse. That's saying that he wasn't help. That wasn't ready to be helpful. So, that's, so exactly that's, that he shouldn't have played. I, yeah, I mean he. I mean, he was complaining about his role. That's the other thing that that is scary to me is he seems to think he was ready, and they thought otherwise, that, or that he wasn't helpful, or that he didn't have any, or just wasn't ready for all the different sets, and he hadn't shown that he so was ready I, to either. That maybe everything. he wasn't prepared. I mean, we don't know, but I don't like that he was active for six games and did nothing, nothing. With how much the Lions invested in trading up for him. I think we'll see a much bigger role from him this year. Oh, I better hope and so because I'm going to be out very quickly if it's not week. If it's week and one it, and it's a problem, then I'm I'm I, I, I'm I'm willing to be on that board on that board. But I'm right now got him around a like a wide receiver like twenty twenty four. Let's see where I have him. 
It's not that. Well, I'm I my wide receiver 36. Oh, so Did I'm I higher than you. I mean, I have him at 25 without rookies. So with rookies, I would assume I'll have three at the top three ahead of him, and then probably Zay Flowers is on the line. So he'll so be he's 28 or 29. 28. Okay, time. and he'll probably end up being like 23, 24 for me. Right now, he which is I, I've been I've been getting some dynasty rings together lately. He's oh. my wide receiver twenty four. Right no, now. that I I was doing redraft. I'm sorry, wide receiver thirty six in redraft. Oh, I have redraft. Oh, shoot. yeah. Okay. Uh, no, no. I, in I'm dynasty, I have him a lot higher than that. I think he's my wide receiver 21, 20, no, 22 in dynasty. Twenty two. Yeah. With rookies he's... or without? Without rookies. Without rookies. So twenty five for me without rookies. So it's not that different. Yeah, I don't have I don't have rookies in there yet. I'm still adding them. So he'd be 25 without with rookies. I, yep. I think he's number two or number three, maybe behind Quentin Johnson. That's close. Hmm. Yeah, I have JSN. But I agree with what Tyler said. If he's not showing things early in year two, then uh, we're we're gonna be in some big trouble with uh, Jameis Williams. He's got to show it. He's got to show it. No, he. It's to me with Jameis Williams is very simple. He comes yeah. out week one and plays 80% of the snaps, and then everything is fine. I don't care if he produces, but he plays 80% of the snaps. He has a starting role. If he doesn't, I, he's just done. I, I'm done. He's dead to me. I, I'm going to sell immediately. First sign of trouble because then I know I then I know what I thought I was getting is not what I have. Because if he's not ready by week one to have essentially a starting role, then he's no good. I don't I don't want to hear about that. It's, he's had plenty of time. He had a whole offseason. I don't want to hear another excuse. So if he's not ready, then it's a diff- Then we have a different value proposition. We're, we're in a different value proposition, a different situation. And that then I'll just sell before the value goes out the door. So he has one. It really is one chance. And yep. I, I don't need to see him produce, but I need to see him play. I need to see him play. He better play week one. That's why, you know, high risk, high reward. Because, I mean, I also believe there's every chance he, in the world. He comes out week one, plays 85% of the snaps. Has nine catches for 120 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, that's very possible too. Oh yeah. And then I'd be all in. But I'm he's someone first two, three weeks are everything. I'm not waiting six weeks. Oh, we're getting back to this. I I keep looking back at my camera and I'm like, dude, this is the An smallest shirt ever. I feel like I need to change my shirt and put a sweater on. <laughs> Think so? I might. <laughs> wow. Oh man. <laughs> Wait, Henry uh, Ridley? Or Herbert? Oh, um, Henry. Yeah, Henry. Yeah, Henry. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, this is not yeah, not even. Yeah, close. that's not a question. That's Henry. I was trying to think of somebody I don't else who was Henry. Khalil Herbert. Yeah, I don't either. I'm not in on Khalil Herbert at all. Wait. RB three, maybe, you know. Nice nice value in that range. Yeah. I'm not in really? top, top 35, 30 running back, sure. Wait, what? I, I think they're asking, would you prefer the receiver duo of of Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley or Mike Williams and Keenan Allen? <coughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's what they're asking. Oh, okay. In Dynasty, okay, obviously, okay, I'd prefer okay, okay. Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley because, you know, there's more uh, the age is more favorable on that R- side. Ridley and Kirk, just for the fact that I know they're going to be on the field. I, 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 man, I, how can you count on Keenan Allen and Mike Williams just to be on the field at the same time next year, you know, for a significant portion of games, you know? They didn't do it last year. Didn't do it last no. year. Not going to do it this they're year, not. probably. <laughs> Yeah, for me, um, Ridley, you know, Ridley and Mike Williams are have have some sort of similar value, actually. Um, uh, but I'd much rather have Kirk over. Kirk is like Keenan Allen four years ago. Like, not that he has the same skill set, but Keenan Allen, I think, is washed. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I think he's in the decline. Allen. 
TikTok dance. You gonna do it? No. Can you can you do the gwitty in the cafeteria? The, I don't the, know what that excuse is. Me? The gwitty in the cafeteria. Okay. Um, I figured that out. He's wittily gwittying. <laughs> He's wittily gwittying. What the fuck? That it's a TikTok thing. I don't even have TikTok on my phone anymore. I deleted I it a long time ago. TikTok? I deleted it on my phone a while ago. Hmm. But yeah, yeah, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> we love a college uh, wide receiver quarterback combo in the next level. Eh. It hasn't shown to be that much really in terms of Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. Well, sure. I mean, Jamar Chase would have been good with anyone. Yeah, but I mean, like them together is pretty special. It hasn't. I don't think it's really shown to be. I mean, Justin Jefferson's been just fine without Burrow. Like it. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was an elite player. Sometimes it, it comes up, but it's not. It's not something I like. Worry about. I do think Chicago could take JSN at nine. I don't think that's unlikely. But I think they have to take offensive line. I like Paris Johnson there if he's still there. Yeah, that, that's the main thing I main choice I see for Chicago. Yeah, that's a good one. JSN mostly I've seen mocked at twelve. It's been the most popular. Yes. Um, as the first wide receiver team. If Hooker and Levis both go first two rounds in the real draft, it's I'll too, take it's too heavy. The, the hate no, on no, Levis I, I don't want heavy. Hooker either. Like I don't want Hooker at all. No. I, I don't know. Don't take the fact that's just because I dislike crazy. Will Levis doesn't mean I like. Hendon Hooker. I don't like Hendon Hooker at all. So I don't like him at all. So no, I'll I mean, take the guy who went in the first. Yeah, I'll take. I'll take. I'll if take I dislike both players, Hooker. I'm going to take Definitely. the one who's drafted earlier. Hendon Hooker like has him. once again. Hendon Hooker has some stuff to like in Superflex leagues. Like you know, like obviously the extreme high end outcome would be extreme. like a Derek Carr. You know what I mean? But he has it in him. It's like it's a possibility. He's an older prospect. I don't love that. We haven't seen a lot of those work out in, in the NFL, but. I mean, Will Levis is old. Will Levis is old. Not quite. Hendon Hooker is even older. Yeah, even older. Yeah, exactly. Uh, For me, I dislike both players. Probably I would lean toward Will Levis as a prospect. Part of the reason why I don't really evaluate them the same is because the whole process, I've known that Will Levis is going to go in the top 10 more than likely, and Hendon Hooker is struggling to, you know, now he's solidifying himself as a second-round pick. He's struggling to get into the back of the first. So I really haven't thought about them in the same thought pattern. Uh, but I think even as prospects, even forgetting draft capital entirely, I'd prefer Will Lowe's. Uh, I have more problems with him. Who I just don't see. I don't see it. I don't know. I don't see starting quarterback. I don't. I just don't. I'm not. I don't get it. I guess. I'm good on Hendon Hooker. I see backup. Most likely, yeah. Yeah, I see backup. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. what What's a fair skill comparison for Hendon Hooker? Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater? I mean, like, and a fair skill set, not that I expect him to get there, but like a Kirk, like, I mean, he's he has he has the tools like a Kirk cut, like he, he can make the Does throws. He? Like, that would be like an extreme high-end outcome. Like, I, you I know, know, I'm trying to find like a, a people that people You're know. You're not going to throw for 4,500 yards. No, no, not like that. But, but he, has, he has that arm talent. He has all the physical tools. That would be an extreme high-end outcome. I'm seeing more of like that, like a Derek Carr. Like, he has he has a good arm. Like, that that's not really what the issue. I've seen him make some downfield throws at Tennessee. Doesn't have any dual threat really ability he's going to add at the NFL levels. But most likely a backup. But there is some things to like. Accurate, accurate quarterback for sure. I feel like it's uh, – t- yeah, so Teddy Bridgewater. Someone who can start in a pinch, but really just kind of doesn't have it. Yeah, probably. You know, I, yeah. I like, 
I, I, you know, obviously I think that seems like the median outcome for me. Is what uh, I'm saying. That's the median. That, that, that seems like that seems like a median outcome. That's someone fair. who's just not. Yeah. Who's a backup? Mm-hmm. Who's a high end mm-hmm. backup? Exactly. Quarter thirty fifth to fortieth best quarterback in the NFL. Lamar fits in any offense. He's an MVP. Um. Well, I mean, I think that Lamar is good enough. That's I disagree with this statement. But the, the correct statement would be Lamar is good enough that any team should be willing, almost most teams, should be willing to change their offense to suit him because almost any team has personnel to run a Lamar-style offense that would work. That That's the correct statement. No, he wouldn't fit in any offense if you just didn't change it. If you just ran, you know, if you ran certain offenses, it wouldn't work. But Lamar is so good that no matter the personnel you actually have, you can suit the offense to him and still be good. That's that's the uh, the thing. He's good enough to make players who would not ordinarily work in that system good enough. However, it's not going to be good for their stats, so certain players may not like it. Um, but yes, it. I think he would uh, make any team better, other than ones obviously with the top quarterbacks, like Washington, obviously, for example, uh, the Falcons. I mean, these are teams that would be revitalized. The Tampa, you know, these are teams that would be revitalized. With um, Lamar. Yes. 12-team Superflex, Rodgers and Cup, or Kyler Murray? Can I have neither, please? Um, Kyler Murray, I guess. I mean, it's hard to say. It's hard to take a 39-year-old quarterback and a receiver who's about to turn 30 over a quarterback with a contract through 2026 that's impossible to get out of, who's 25, 26 years old. So it, it is Kyler Murray, but... I I don't not excited. I don't yeah, I'm not excited. I'm not excited, but it is Kyler Murray. The values on I mean, the Kyler you're Murray competing, side. But here's the thing though, if you're competing this year, because Kyler's injured and he's probably not gonna be ready for week one. I yeah, love I mean I still think Kyler it, I'm always a value guy. I like Kyler Murray. You know, he's just still finished. I know people don't like him, but he's still finished seventh or eighth. I think the value side for Kyler, yeah. Value but, side is with Kyler. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're competing this year, I'd I'd rather have Rodgers and Cup. Well, if you're competing this this year, year, I mean, Rodgers and Cup can give you something, and Kyler's going to give you nothing. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, the value side is with Kyler. I do think you can still get a little bit more for Kyler Murray than this. Yes, you could. Specifically Aaron Rodgers, I have some concerns. Even if this said, uh, who would be better? I don't know. If it said even Derek Carr and Cup, I'd be a little bit more interested. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I just have no interest. I still worried that Aaron Rodgers could just wake up tomorrow and be like, oh, I don't want to play in the NFL anymore. Oh, okay. Retiring. I mean, I, I actually legit, really have could. legitimate concern that that is you a really possibility. Could. So if it said Derek Carr in Cup, I'd be, or something. Russell Wilson even, I have issues with him, but he's not retiring anytime soon. He's still owed four more years of a lot of money, so he's not going anywhere. All right, this is a good question to talk about rookie running backs. Are there any rookie running backs you'd be out on regardless of above expected draft capital? That was kind of a mouthful. Or running backs in on with below expected draft capital? Generally, my answer to this question is not really, but if anyone has something specific they want to say? Honestly, no. Like, these, uh, like, the, I mean, the first two, I think. Well, one, I think if I think Jameer Gibbs, he's been getting a lot of first round hype, and if he goes in the second round, I feel like some might be a tad disappointed. 
I'm in on Jameer Gibbs no matter what if he goes round one or round two because he's not going round three. He's going round one or round two. If yeah. he goes round one, or, if he goes round two, I'm still going to be all in on him. But I don't know how much that really applies here. But then all the other running backs in this class, like there are like there are ten other running backs that you could see being legit starters in the NFL. Like these, this class is deep. This class got a lot of good players. And for me, it really matters for a lot for most of them, if not all of them. Draft capital, how much draft capital is invested in them? Because if, if there's a day two pick on some of these guys, I'm going to be in. If there is a, if it's day three or later, I'm going to be, I'm probably not going to be as in on those players. But Ryan, yeah, that's, you're here. Uh, mm, yeah. how, are you do- how are you doing, bro? I'm living. You're living? Well, good. Now that you're here, you can take over the chat for a second. Okay. So, well, sounds good. Okay, we done answering this. Let's go. Yeah, we've been, we've um, been answering that. We have been answering it. All right. Rams will go off to the right to the point of shipping him off. Yeah, there's a lot of comments on what we were talking about. Let's. I don't know where the next question is. The next question. Well, it's right here. It's right after it. Hey, there it is. What's the who's the best value of the 49ers pass catchers? Considering fading them all with the question mark that is their QB room. Yeah, their QB room is so so concerning that I don't want any 49ers pass catcher at this point. I don't want any of them. I want none of them. I want them all off my dynasty team. I want Brandon Ayuk. I, I've, I've gone back and forth. Very with him. Brandon Ayuk is a very Who just got picked player. up for his fifth-year option. I agree. Um, I, I love Brandon Ayuk. I do think he's a talented wide receiver, but, man, I don't – He, he figured it out with He figured it out with Shanahan. They got right. Got connected with Purdy. Did well with Trey Lance. A lot of hype with him and Trey Lance going into the last season and their connection. Give me Ayuk. I also really like Kittle. If Brock Purdy is the starter, give me all the George Kittle, yeah. who who has tended to fall down people's ranks over the last year or so, but only put up a ama- oh, I wish I had those splits ready. If I know we were going to get to talk to George Kittle today, I would have had the splits of uh, what his like last like six games look like with Brock Purdy because it was consistently three or four catches. 50 plus yards and a touchdown every single game, if not, if not two touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Kittle is fantastic. With it's not him. That's the problem. It's more so Kyle Shanahan just decides when and when to not use him. So yes. Cause George Kittle, I mean, he, I mean, cause he is a great blocker and he it's, has a lot of fun throwing people around. You see him laughing on the field halftime. I mean, he's game, script, it's game script. It. it was game script dependent. But, like it was, it who are they playing, and what does his role need to be for the team to be really successful? Is, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, but it's really so, it's so frustrating as a fan. Yeah, I had manager. someone. Well, that's the entire tight end position. I had someone in a league recently, a dynasty league. I do have, like, I don't have George Kittle, but someone was offering me George Kittle. They offered me a twenty-four first. I mean, well, they, I, I had to give up my twenty-four first for George Kittle. Would you do that? Because I declined. I said no. I don't think I, I think I passed on. I would not. I'm not ready. It I, was I don't feel like your team probably most, be, most teams aren't George Kittle away. Yeah, no. It was probably like a uh it was probably like a mid to late based on the team. I mean, obviously like things could happen. This team could fall apart, this team could do great, but it was probably gonna be a later first. I I in a super flex mm-hmm. league I declined it. I'd it rather give up a late 23 first. I, I would send one ten, one eleven for it. Yeah. One ten, um, one eleven for Kittle. I think that sounds fair. I think that sounds about um, fair. What you looking for, at for, for me, the, for me, the twenty-four first cutoff is like, if I can send my one hundred eight, one hundred nine for any a random twenty-four first, I'm doing it. Remember when that was one hundred two? Yeah, I think for me that's around one nine, one ten. Because uh, 
Yeah, because man, it's it's so crazy. Like I have the 107 in a in a Dynasty League Superflex League right now. I've been trying to trade it away, but no one wants it because there's such a clear drop off after 106. It's insane. I think after we'll first three quarterbacks and after JSN, Bijan, and Gibbs, it is such a big drop off. Nobody wants my 107. Dep- trade 107's going to be dependent on what draft capital happens for the wide receiver two of this class. Yes, absolutely. if Quentin Johnson gets the top like top 14 draft capital, you could see him shoot back into that pick seven range for for picks there. Yeah, but but back to like dynasty like tight ends. Last offseason, I got, I got, I sent away Mike Gesicki and got a 24 first for it. And I'm just sitting there holding this, this guy's 24 first. It's looking like a top four or five pick. Oh, I got that from Mike Gesicki. Brutal. That's oh, brutal. Was, and he was my backup tight end that, for, on that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, well done. Well done. Oh, my God. I love it. I don't always make good trades, but when I do, I make sure I brag about them. <laughs> I feel bad. That's always a good move, you know. And then no one, everyone listens to me, and they go, "Oh, I'm not going to send you any more trade offers because you're just going to brag about it when you feel like you win." Yeah. Oh well. Do we answer this? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Russ is my QB four in a super flex. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, what would you look to acquire for him, wide receiver? Uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean, Russ has some value still. I mean, I still think he has. I think oh, he yeah. could see it rebound with Sean Payne. So, I mean, I would probably want somebody like a DJ Moore, just off the top of my head, somebody equivalent value of that. That was on, on my list, actually. How yeah. about Traylon Burks? I would prefer Russell Wilson. Really? Oh, I prefer Burks. I prefer Charlie Most Lumber. definitely. Nah. And a super, this is super flex. Yeah, I'm a, I prefer yeah. Russell Wilson. Give me, give me the quarterback I'm, I'm outside the Tennessee offense. I'll take the quarterback. I'm good on, I'm good on that. I'll, I'll take Charlie Burks. I would take Charlie Burks. Was really good. I was actually very surprised. I was very I mean, impressed. And he had, he had a decent, he had his moments for sure. Yeah, no, I'm very excited about Charlie Burks. Oh yeah, he is. He set up for a big year too. Who's passing him the ball? Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Luckily, it's not Russell Wilson. I'll, I'll take Ryan Tannehill. Okay. Let's see. Russell Wilson was so bad. I think Tennessee is going to make a, a trade up or a they trade might. quarterback. They I am very to. excited for that. They, they have might. to. I mean, you can't roll with Russell. Or, I was going to say Russell Maybe Wilson. Maybe they'll trade I mean, that was a report that was flown out there, and it feels like it was. It feels like that should have some legs to it, to be quite honest with you. Because I mean, it makes sense because, I mean, Ryan Taylor's a 2024 free agent. You're going to pay him a ton of money this year if you're a quarterback. Like, because the number three, you might get Anthony Richardson, a guy who might you might want to sit for a while, let him sit for most of the year, and then let Anthony Richardson take it. We'll have to see. Well, yeah. I would say we'll if I had Russ, I'd look to get rid of him. Well, I still could. I would as well. I don't, I'm kind of. Not a fan. I'm very, very worried about Russ. Fair enough. But you know, my favorite part is that his coaches will not be allowed in the building this year. I still that's one of my favorite things when Sean Payton did that interview. They asked him, like, what what do you think about uh Russ Russell Wilson's coaches having their own office and him being able to have his own office? And it's like, oh, that's not gonna that's foreign to me. That's not gonna take place here. 
It's like we're finally having some discipline. I like it. I don't know. When did I become the king of discipline? I'm like a total mess. I don't know. Um, yeah. What am I? What is this? Um, does look perfect. We like up. He's is that a dog? Yeah, my my bulldog's hopping up. Oh geez, she's <laughs> gonna try to throw me off here. She's gonna try to unplug something. I'm sure. Wait, where where are you from? I'm from I'm from Kansas City, but live in Colorado now. Oh, I love Colorado. There's a lot of weed there. there, there um, that there is. That yeah. is a true story. I have pl- on every single corner. Every single there's corner. New York City now. Hey. <laughs> there, it's everywhere. I mean, I'm I'm from Kansas. That's about the only place that doesn't have them anymore. I know. Uh, yeah, it's not Kool Aid. <sighs> not Kool Aid. That's upsetting. Oh, yeah, Raina. Yeah, are you talking on the podcast now, Raina? I want to hear you talk on the podcast. Oh, she's got all the wrinkles. There we go. Maybe. Oh, I should do some of the voices I promised yesterday. I have a whole <laughs> repertoire of voices that I do. What? I, I, I can't let you guys hear the voices that are going on in my head. They, they lock you up for that shit. Oh, really? <laughs> that's that's topical. Um. You can't count on. Well, Ridley was suspended, so he has healthy now. Um, Stetson Bennett, any no. interest? With a fourth round draft, with a fourth round rookie draft pick, sure. I'll throw him on my taxi squad. Sure. Back, you know, back has yeah. the moxie to be a backup quarterback in the NFL for sure. <laughs> Valid. Can't can't argue with that. Yeah, but he did get hurt, though. And the, the track record of this type of player is very bad. Yeah, so. but he's going round one, though, so it doesn't matter. That'll help. If he goes round one, I'll be a lot more in. Purdy or 203? Mm, I'll take uh, 203. Yeah, 203. Yeah, 203. Yeah, I would take, yeah. I, I yeah. think Purdy's a starter, and he's still, that's a two. So 206, 207 break line for me. Mm-hmm. So give me that. Give me that pick. Yeah. Walker is the RB2. Who's with me? I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm a Hall guy. Brees Hall all the way for me. Yeah. And then JT, I, I would put JT above Walker as well. Is this a dynasty question? It yes. has to be. Okay, yeah. If if well, I mean, I could see it. I mean, I I have Hall ahead personally, yeah, I don't, I don't John like Robinson, him. but but the, I mean, that at three at three, he's a three or four. I mean, I could I have Taylor ahead, but I I have him at four. <laughs> I do too. Yeah, I would I would put him at four uh, behind. Yeah, I think it would be a four for me. Bijan, Taylor, and Hall are the running backs I have I have ahead of Walker. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I, Bijan, I, Hall, and Jonathan Taylor. Yep. I feel like we need to change the, show, the show's that. name, Tyler. Maybe <laughs> we could call it like responding to Gavin's takes <laughs> with Tyler. <laughs> with, with Tyler. Well, you know, I would always say if you enjoy the show, make sure to like, leave a comment, and subscribe to the channel. Because who knows? There might not be a show next week. We might not be alive next week. Who knows? 
you know, as a wise Our man once says. said, yeah, as a wise man once said, you never know. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo might not, not be alive on Sunday. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. You know, you never. Know. Brian, Brian's a good. Brian's a good. If anything happens, on this team for now. If anything, if anything happens to Jimmy, I know where I'm sending the police. And uh, I know where I'm sending the police is to Tyler's house. You should send him to Kyle Shanahan's house. Oh, well, I don't know. I don't think anything is going to happen to Jimmy. He's way too beautiful to have anything happen to him. The world needs him. Waller, Engram, and Joku rank them. Uh, Dynasty. Dynasty. I'll go it in Joku, Engram, Waller. In reverse order of age. Youngest first. They're about two years apart. Hmm. That's... I just, I'd, I'd still have, I just, you know, I, I know if, if I had to pick of the safer of the two, who's going to be more likely to be a top 12 tight end in two years, I think Njogu and Ingram are more likely, but I, so I would have Waller as my tight end one in this list, just because of the upside factor that I think, you know, could we see another top three tight end performance out of him? Not likely, but it's within his range of outcomes still. Yeah, I would, I would agree there. I think I would rank, Honestly, I think I would put Waller first yeah, of these three. I'm going to put Waller first because I think the upside with Daniel Jones in this offense, like he's just set up for a boatload of targets right now. Like he is the guy of this offense right currently. And then I think between Joku and Ingram, it's very tough. I mean, that's that's a that's a close that's a very very close call. The main reason I have Njoku the highest is he's the one who's young enough that if he has a really big year to actually gain a lot of dynasty value, the other two are too old. Yes. Yeah. And Evan Ingram is on a franchise tag. If he had gotten his uh, an extension, I would be more confident, but he got a franchise tag and that's a little bit worrisome for more worrisome for me. So yeah, I think I'd slightly lean in Joku over. He's the one with the value upside of the three. Who? And Joku. Joku. Yes. And yeah. Joku could increase. Because he's turning 27 in the summer, Ingram 29, Waller 31. So Joku has enough time to a uh, tight end years. That's still young. Whereas Ingram is already kind of at the peak, pushing over the edge, and Waller is over the edge of value. So that's that's the reason. I actually think they have similar on-field possibilities. Um, and Joko was really good before he got hurt. Ingram was well, good, but that was without well, Ridley, which I think is going can only hurt him. Um, I think last year was like the absolute best case scenario, and then Waller has been so inconsistent, and I just. I was not happy as a Giants fan when the Giants <clears throat> traded for him. I uh, didn't think it was a great – I mean, considering the price, it was fine, but it's not – wouldn't have been my first choice. I would have rather they spend a little bit more to get DeAndre Hopkins, who I think they needed a lot more and who is not washed up. Here, hearing the guys on the bottom type up Darren Waller a little bit, it, it made me go send out trade offers of Waller <laughs> for, in, for, in, for uh, Ingram Plus. Oh, I'd love to do that. Trade. I'd love to do that like, because I think Evan Ingram like, is safer. Mm-hmm. If I get an extra second on tacked on to Evan Ingram, that would be great. Or even yeah, a, or even that. a oh, that's good. I think that's a so, solid move. I don't think that's to good. go just trade away Waller. That's that's where the community is at on that. Hundred percent. Especially if I already think Waller's or Ingram's better than Waller. Sure. Yeah. Would you take Michael Meyer over all three? I would. These guys, have no, yeah. these guys have no upside. I mean, no, we know what they are. Of the three, Njoku has the most. 
but they have they really don't have much upside. They're not going to be valued extremely high. Um, whereas Michael Meyer has plenty of upside. So yeah, it's not even close. I would take Michael Meyer multiple rounds ahead of all three. I have those three, by the way, in overall, not just among tight ends, but overall within four or five spots of each other in like my overall ranking. So they're almost steady. I take Michael Meyer multiple rounds ahead. It's not close. He picked in the first round. I mean, he has plenty of upside. Um, you know, he could easily be worth, like Michael Meyer has the upside if he has even, doesn't even have to be the best rookie year. It's just a good rookie year. He could be worth what TJ Hawkinson is worth now. Because people will see, oh, he was good as a rookie as a tight end. And that's very difficult to do. And he was has first-round capital. That's a, you know, yeah. idea of very good success in the future. So, yeah, it, obviously, I would take Michael Meyer over those kind of guys. Michael Meyer, I mean, I'm looking at my tight end rankings, um, like, for Dynasty. Yeah, I still have Pitts at one, Andrews at two, Kelsey three, Hawk at four. You wanted to rank Michael Meyer at five, depending on the capital. I'm okay with it. You know, I'll probably rank him at eight behind Fryermuth, Goddard, and Kittle. But if you wanted to rank him at five, if he goes at 15 to Green Bay that early, I, I wouldn't have a problem with it. He's a better prospect than Fryermuth or Goddard. I have him at seven right behind Goddard ahead of Fryermuth for me. Yeah, the only reason I have Fryermuth ahead of Goddard is that Fryermuth is so young. Goddard's already 28. Goddard's kind of similar to Ingram in that, like, yes, he's only three months younger. Like, yes, he could be really good, but we've been, most of Goddard's career has already passed. And we're talking about he could be really good for five years. When is really good going to be? In this offense with AJ Brown and Devonta Smith, he's going to be a top five, even? I don't know. I don't think so. I'd rather I'd rather take my chances on Fryermuth because he has more time to accumulate value, and he's been very successful in his first two years. More successful, I believe, than Goddard in his first two. So I would prefer Fryermuth in Dynasty. Jacob Saritian. Um, this one I, I'm kind of I'll Dynasty Etn. Yeah, I think so. Dynasty Etn. Yeah. I think so. I mean, they're only a year apart. And, and I do think Jacobs has was being ranked higher in redraft this year. I do like that the Jaguars did not add someone significant in free agency. Yeah. Uh, and seems- I don't think they're going to in the draft either. So, you know, they have a lot of needs, uh, especially on defense. But I don't think they're going to spend their second or third round pick on a running back. No, they shouldn't. Um, I'm happy they signed Dearness Johnson instead of. Damian Harris. That's a big difference. There's a big difference between those two. Oh, yeah. Like, they signed a backup, someone who's not much. Not that Damian Harris is really a challenge to Travis Etienne, but he would have made more of a difference. Or if they'd signed someone like even Zeke would be more concerning than Dearness Johnson. Uh, So, Chig on this random value boost. Um, Yeah, I mean, I would consider selling him, but I don't feel a need. I mean, that that's key, but he kind of brings up the point I've been thinking about, Chig. Like, I get people are going crazy about his upside, but, you know, we know how touchdown-dependent tight ends are generally are, and, man, that's – I just – that's a rough offense. I just don't know if there's enough targets to go around to really keep him – you know, where you know when to start him, you know what I mean? Like, I expect him to have his, his weeks this year where he's – you know, he has – you know, he has his upside. He'll have his breakout weeks, but I just don't think you'll know when to start him, unfortunately. Well, I just think that 
in Dynasty for a tight end who's only going to turn 24 in September. I just don't care. Like, I don't care about the offense. When Chig is actually in his prime producing years for tight end, which is older even, like prime producing tight end years are, it's lucky you get anything before 25. And prime is 27, 28, 29, even older than a receiver. So I feel like Chig is a great prospect to be targeting I mean, he's just like an elite. He's he's only shown so far, like through his, like all he's shown is that he's an elite athlete. He made plays down the field this year. He has he was he led all NFL tight ends in yards after the catch per reception. Led all tight ends in the stat. No, Chig is is he's good. a great athlete. I wouldn't worry about an offense because in the years that I care about Chig actually being able to deliver really consistent production, this offense is this could be a completely different offense. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't want to care really about the offense. Yeah. Uh, for a tight end of his He's age. a great athlete. I think he's a good player, but the offense right now isn't situated for him, but I think he's a good player. It's harder right now. Just I, go I, I, I don't want Chig as my starting tight end this year going into the no, show. I, but I don't team. think anyone would. And, but, but that's, if you're, if you're, if you don't believe in Chig and his athleticism and what he brings to the, the NFL, sure. Use this opportunity to sell. Use any of the flavor of the month tight ends in the off season to sell when when their time comes and, and their hype train comes if you don't I actually believe in them this, though players who have tight ends who have his type of production as rookies tend to succeed it's they rare do. that tight ends they have do. any rookie production at all let alone i mean 450 yards might not sound like a lot but for a rookie tight end that is a lot that's a lot that's very impressive i mean some rookie tight ends don't even play so it's a it's a good career trajectory doesn't that's mean more than i like thought that. I didn't yeah, have. I, I bet more it is I more. Than, yeah, it's more than a lot of people thought. I think. I, I don't think people realize. I, I didn't look back. Yeah. He had. That's more than I thought. Um. Yeah. Thirty-two receptions. Again, is that a lot? No. Is that a lot for a rookie tight end? Yes. Especially one who was raw. I, I I think he was pretty raw. I didn't see him as NFL ready at all. So I'm kind of surprised that he had that much production. I, so it's not random. But for sure, it's, for sure, it's not random. No, it's not random. I will say though, there are some people treating him as if he's a sure thing, which he's not. He wasn't a good prospect. He was not a good prospect. So he was not a good prospect. And yes, he was good for a rookie tight end, but he still has not delivered. So he's not a sure thing. You know, there are plenty of players who've been like this. Cole Komet was one of them, who had kind of like a pretty good rookie year, tight end year for rookie, and it just three years later, it's ne- two years, two more years <laughs> later, it just never really kind of came together. So it's not a guarantee. So if you can get something that's like, if you could, I would still prefer Greg Dulcich over Chig pretty easily. Greg Dulcich was actually a good prospect and, you know, delivered yeah, immediately. Too. Sean immediately Payton offense, I agree. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't care about that. It's just that he delivered immediately. He came in week one. It was immediately the starter and delivered actually usable fantasy production as a rookie, which is very, very rare. So, um, which Chig really did not do. So you have to, you know, value that a little bit more. And I get that Chig has a good situation right now because he's the second target on the team behind Traylon Burks, but that's temporary. You don't want to value based on that because that can change. You want to value based on the talent and what they've shown on the field, and Dulcich has shown more. So, yeah, I would go with that. I'm here, guys. Don't worry. Uh, Yeah, no, FF Lefty is one of my most loyal uh, listeners and, and also on Twitter and everywhere else. I just appreciate you for being here and supporting me over the last year plus. Um, okay. Everyone has different rankings for the RB3 through 8. I don't know about that. 
I don't know about that. But this class Darby, year, there's a lot of different ratings. Uh, not lately. Lately, I've noticed that everyone pretty much has Bijan at one. Everyone pretty much has Gibbs at two. But people have settled, as the NFL has settled, on Charbonnet and A-Chain as three and four. I mean, the NFL has settled on those two. I mean, if you look at mock drafts, Charbonnet and A-Chain are usually near the two, three turn, and the rest of them are are fighting to be in the third. I've still got a lot of faith in Kendry Miller. Yeah, that's what you I can was have faith say. in him, but he's my, most he's mock my drafts I've seen have him in the fourth. He's, he's my fifth. three in this class. I have a four. I have a four. You he's can my... have him there, but once he goes on day three, he's not going to still be there. That's the problem. Yes. Oh, no, I completely yeah. agree. But talent-wise, I think he's I think he's I think he's the best mm. back in the For me, it's for me, there's no competition. Zach Charbonnet is the RB3 by a lot. I, he, he checks every box. He checks every box. He's actually very good. Checks every box. I did the article on him. I basically had few negatives. I just wasn't I really didn't have any negatives. I just wasn't, you know, he's not Bichon. He's not Gibbs. He's not. But I, I had no negatives about Zach Charbonnet. I think an NFL team will pick him in the sec- late second round because I don't see any, I didn't really see any flaws. I wasn't, I didn't have any complaints. Just lacks, me, the, top line, just lacks the top line speed. That's the only thing about Charbonnet. Not a, you know, not, not, you know, not a lot, a lot of guys do that though. A lot of guys who have been and, successful have his physical profile. And that lacks the top line speed. doesn't matter in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a it. small, it's a small concern. You're, yeah, you're not, you're not rushing, the, you're not uh, 80 yard run. Very yeah. rare, yeah. If you can get a 30 yard rush, that's that's what's really going to matter. 100. Yep. percent Yeah, I, I think that's the I, biggest. I, I did note that though, that I was like, hey, this should have been a touchdown. I was kind of surprised he didn't break away. But he should have. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of things. Yeah, he does have that problem. But also, article, I see that not read it on DLF. I see that knock on Kedre Miller a lot as well. That he doesn't have the explosiveness, and I'm watching him play, and I'm. Like I'm seeing 30 yard runs, like plenty of 30, 40, 20 yard runs, and he's fine. Like maybe not an 80 yard run, like some of the other guys can do, but Miller's fine explosiveness wise. Like he doesn't have yeah, to get 80 yard runs all the time, like Bijan, where he runs on the other half of the on the other side of the field completely, like avoiding 18 defenders. Like he doesn't have to be that. If he can get a 20, 30 yard run, he's good. And Miller's a, like I, I'm I'm I don't know I'm all in on Kendrick Miller watching him play, looking at this numbers like. I think he shows everything to me. The only thing I would can say because it's a bit of a concern, he can take dump offs, but he's not like a like he's not a premium pat like a he's not a premium like route runner or pass catcher, but he can take dump offs well, which is enough. Yeah, Kendra Miller, not somebody who's a strong pass catcher, you know, but I, he's he's one no. of the younger backs in this class. I think he could step he into well. the role. So you know, he's not someone I would completely write it off on. Yeah, Kendra Miller, just because. I just have a little bit more faith in him taking a little bit more of a safer workload than uh, A-Chain. I just have him one spot ahead. But, I, you know, the lack of athletic testing this offseason has me concerned about Miller, so I could definitely see that change in ahead of the NFL draft. I mean, it's not going to matter. Once the team saw what A-Chain did at the Combine, it's he's going to be drafted in the top 70, whereas Kendra Miller is lucky if he's in the third round at all. I have yet to see a draft with Kendra Miller breaking the top 75. You know, these mock drafts, I think we know last year, you know, how, you know, obviously we'll expect some major shakeups in the mock drafts, but if they're accurate, I would agree. You could, you, you know, it'll be tough. It's one to thing rank. if it's one draft, but it's every draft. It's every draft. I mean, it's constant. Every draft is pretty much the same that I see. Hmm. Not that one day that uh, Lance Erling uh, posted. That was, that was something. What, and what was special about that one? Uh, You know, just, uh, 
Houston not taking a quarterback and then trading it for Will Levis later. That's for clicks. That was pretty crazy. Yeah, that's, that that's, was, and, that's, and the defensive player that took wasn't even Will Anderson. It was Tyree Wilson. So. What the fuck? Yeah, nope. yeah no, that's not going to happen. But the, the, nope. yeah, I, I think that it's it's been pretty consistent uh, that Charbonnet and A-Chain are fighting for NFL teams for three and four. Um, and then everyone else is way, way back. So I, I would, uh, I'm going to stick with that. Although I personally, since I wrote the articles for DLF on both Charbonnet and A-Chain, I came across very impressed by Zach Charbonnet and Devon A-Chain, not so much. He was fine, but I wasn't, I was okay. The main thing I would like is, is, is the draft capital. If the draft capital doesn't come, I'm not going to be that impressed. I, I feel like we're wandering for draft capital. Everyone, like like uh, Matt said, not named Jameer Gibbs in B. John Robinson. We know uh, they're going to the, get it. Take out the draft capital, and Zach Charbonnet is my RB three by miles. It's not close. Right. We'll we'll see not the NFL close. value. Devon Chain is only locked in at RB four because the draft capital says he should be. We'll have to see. Other than that, but Zach Charbonnet profile is. I don't have any complaints. And I suggest people go read the articles. I, I did actually watch film. You know, very rare for me to do that. Watch film. I don't. I don't watch a lot of film. But I, you know, it is a part of the article template. So I did watch film for those DLF articles, and you know, it was a lot of fun. We'll talk about my Darnell Washington article on the tight end show. But I did the articles on Charbonnet and A Chain. It was a lot of fun. I've done it the last couple of years. It's just nice to kind of do something different. It's it's outside my comfort zone. Um, but I do appreciate DLF giving me the opportunity, knowing that I have. I don't want to say I have no idea what I'm talking about, but it's not my area of expertise. Knowing that, that they're still willing to let me like try writing the articles for the site. Um, so I do appreciate them giving me the opportunity to, to do that. Um, <laughs> let's see. Gavin asked a question. Patrick, you were on or something. <laughs> oh, and this question, the, the second part what of happened? this question, I, I, this question is a little, is a little vague. You know, I don't, I don't know how to even answer it. What would I be willing to give up to move up? I mean, that depends on what you have. <laughs> I don't even know what you have. You, you got to tell me what you have. What are we moving up from? What, what do we have? What can we trade? You know what I'm saying? Let's just like say I, a generous price at this point. Yeah, it's going to be a generous price. Yeah, but yeah. We got to know what you have. I'm okay you know, with it. Give me a list of assets at least so I can try to make a pick. People aren't just letting you into the top five or six of the no, rookie I, no. drafts. I've been trying. So, no, so many people, are, so many people ask those questions and are asking. Absolutely like, not. What's I, the what's the what's the what's the crap at the end of my roster that I can send away? Absolutely, yeah. So I have someone been, will let me make this pick that I. You're really telling me I can't go from seven to five with Rex Burkhead? Come on now. In trade out yeah. eight, I have uh, the 105 and 106. People are aware of that tier. There's a huge drop off after six. Well, people have asked me, you know, what it would take to get into those picks, and I was just like, well, they're not available right now. And they were like, well, that's unfortunate. I was like, well, you know, we're gonna have to see. You know, we're gonna have to have patience. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna see what happens, and maybe we'll see. You know, I'll trade it later. But if you just say it's not available, then the price goes up. You know, it's. An old negotiating tactic. If I'm looking to trade for picks right now, I'd be looking to trade for seven and eight because we never know who else is going to get draft capital. And assuming Quentin Johnson maybe gets good draft capital, that makes the tier seven players. And if Jordan Addison gets good DC, that's eight. So, yeah, that's it's really we'll Addison, Johnston, and Charbonnet are the ones who have potential to really fill out the draft class. Like, let's say, you know, Zach Charbonnet's current landing spot. 58 to Dallas in this mock draft that I'm reading here. That's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. But is it 
you know, is that a changing outcome? Maybe not. You know, maybe that's not life changing. But it's it's hard to see something that would be, you know, forty four to Atlanta is the only is the running back taken there. That would be pretty good. But there are some places that I would really like. But yeah, fifty eight to Dallas is honestly not bad. Yeah, fifty four to the Chargers. Fifty four to the Chargers. The mock has Devon A chain there. But I'm not as in on Devon A chain. I don't think I'm gonna have him at one oh seven in the Superflex no matter what. <laughs> um but if Zach Charbonnet went there, maybe. I kinda like someone going to Dallas. Or not Dallas. I do like someone going to Dallas, but I actually like someone going to the Chargers even more. Because I want to be tied to Justin Herbert. And if someone is picked that high going to the Chargers, that means Austin Eckler is going bye-bye. Is a uh, Washington commander. Gross. Gross. That's so gross, Ryan. Hey, I'm just saying. No, I get it. I mean, Ron Rivera, the the Christian McCaffrey system for Austin Eckler, I, I I don't hate it, but. But he has someone there that can run it just perfectly with Antonio Gibson. Come on now. Um, yeah, no, I, I must Joking. have missed that. It, let's not get into it. Yeah, let's. <laughs> Ryan, I, I do like what you said though about uh, trading up to like the 107, 108 right now. It's great advice. Where it's, where it's cheaper right now is because that tier can shift out. It's not going to shift in. It's not going to go from the cutoff being at six to moving to like four. Unless someone no, gets it's hurt. not. Unless, unless someone like, gets some, hurt. Unless some an injury happens. But that line can move from 106 to 107, and it's a whole hell of a lot easier if someone's falling and and someone ha- likes someone to be able to move up that from that last little bit from 108 to 106 or 108 to 107 on draft day than it is to make that yeah. jump from 112 to 107, 108 on draft day. You're not going to get that big jump the closer you are to the draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you think you want to do that, now is the time – your 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 clock's ticking. Your return on investment when that picks on the clock, even if it's not in that high tier, and maybe QJ doesn't get draft cap when Addison doesn't. It'll still someone's still gonna want someone, right? Mm-hmm. It always happens. Like I, I, I know I could, we could, we say it every year, but you have to repeat yourself. So it's one of those things where everyone wants to make that pick. What about? What about this one? I have Kyler, Watson, and Lance. Uh, oh, okay. I used to look so good. Um, eh, not so much anymore. Well, that's why he's asking the question he's asking. I also have 102. Do I draft Stroud or whichever quarterback goes number one and try to trade back? Oh, oh, I don't think a quarterback's going to go number one. Uh, boy. Whichever no, quarterback goes, goes one number one in NFL. real life. The Panthers. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Not uh, I'm fine mm-hmm. with uh, drafting Stroud, but I would like to trade back. I mean, if I could trade back. In an ideal scenario, you trade back, but there's, I mean, that's a risky quarterback room. You could probably use Stroud too. And it's 10, it's 10 QB, it's 10 teams. So, like, each team should have no problem having three quarterbacks already on their roster or a plan to have three quarterbacks. So, like, the sparse, the, the scarcity. Of quarterbacks isn't as big of a threat in a 10 team league like you would see in a normal 12 team or a 14. So I'm 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 taking that pick. I'm I'm making that pick of whoever your number one quarterback is. And I'm I know I'm gonna have three quarterbacks going into 2024 for sure once Kyler is healthy. Cause I'm not sure on Lance. I, I have to pose the opposite of the question or the thing I was just talking about about moving up now. What about moving down? Like, would you be okay to move down in this in the tier of six 
draft picks, like say someone needs a quarterback and you with this roster, you're okay with holding off on quarterback. Why not trade down and acquire assets, stay in the tier? What do you guys think of that? If I can move to six or seven, because in a 10 team, you could still end up getting Anthony Richardson potentially at 107 in a 10 team. I could see someone else jumping into there where players are drafting based off their need, not their actual value. I just think it's a crime to not be uh, shopping for and shopping your picks right now. Well, I think you should always work hard. Exactly. I mean, if you don't get the right offer for your pick, like like I said, it's going to be worth more later anyway. So unless you get that blowaway offer, just don't take it. Just wait till draft night. So not draft night, but your rookie draft night. Yeah. All right. Would you give Ross and Elijah more for Metcalf, Hill, or Higgins any preference? No. Uh... Would I give Russell and Elijah Moore for any of those players? Yeah. I would <laughs> yeah, give Russell would. Wilson for those. Yeah. Any of those players I would give away Russell Wilson and Elijah Moore for. Three for three. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't argue. Yeah. I mean, I'd prefer Higgins than Metcalf than Hill. But yes. I would have, I have Metcalf. I have Higgins last just because. I like, you know, I, I love, you know, I, I think he has a safe floor. I just don't love, you know, Jamar Chase gets 10 plus targets generally every time the Bengals are out there. I just don't know if he has that upside with Jamar Chase totally out there all the time. So, you know, he could always move on. You know, we could see the Bengals decide that they're not going to pay T Higgins 30 and Jamar Chase 30 plus million dollars a season. So that could always happen too. Yeah. It's funny. Can't tell. I mean, there were, was. there were reports that a lot of teams were calling about T Higgins this off season. They said, no, sure they were. But it seems like they want to keep him. But yeah, yeah. Be, I mean, we'll, we'll see in a couple yeah. years when when they're when they have that much cap space dedicated to three players at, on you know wide two wide receivers and a quarterback. We'll see if they want. It's to hard to actually that. do. Yeah. You know, I will say, uh, first of all, Matt, check your DMs. I've invited you on the draft show. Um, I'd like to have you on. Check your DMs. But um, DK Metcalf or T Higgins in Dynasty of Higgins? Why numbers suggest DK? Uh, why do the numbers suggest TK? I, I, I'm not I mean, he's outscored him, I guess. I, would, I like I like DK Metcalf a slight, just a slight more. I know he's been playing. You know, I know his upside's been capped with Tyler Locker, which I was just saying the same thing about T Higgins. But I just like the physical profile a little bit more. I saw Tyler Lockett take a little bit more of a back seat the second half of last season, as opposed to in targets to DK Metcalf. You know, we obviously the beginning half of the year was a little bit different than that. But yeah, I just have DK Metcalf, you know, just slightly ahead of my 2023 rankings, slightly ahead of my dynasty rankings, just playing, you know, I just don't know if we'll ever see T Higgins capitalize on that upside with Jamar Chase. He has that, you know, he has, he can be an elite wide receiver, top wide receiver for any team other than almost the Bengals, but it's kind of tough for him with Jamar Chase there. Yeah. I mean, Higgins has had more yards per game the last, each of the last two years than Metcalf in either of them. You know, more overall, more receptions per game. It's very close, but slightly more. Um, DK Metcalf has had a few more, has had some more touchdowns, uh, although he has played, you know, a little bit more. Um, not that many more touchdowns, 18 13. So, 
yeah, I mean, if they were exactly the same age, I might pick DK Metcalf. But, you know, there's one year. And since they're basically dead even, that's the deciding factor. They're basically dead even, too. I'd still rather have Joe Burrow as my quarterback than Gino Smith. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but overall, they're very, very close. So I don't if, know. If I, I have, if I need a deciding factor, that's that's the deciding factor. I think we'll re or we could revisit this in a month when the Seahawks dropped a round one wide receiver. So, I don't uh, think the, that would hurt. I don't think the Bengals. Yeah, would. would. I think the Seahawks could. They have two picks. DK Metcalf is not quite like AJ Brown. As in, like, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, CeeDee Lamb to an extent, you know, A.J. Brown, maybe end of list of, you know, and then maybe a few older players, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams. Players where I don't care about other players. They're so good, it's not going to matter. Um, D.K. Metcalf is not on that list. D.K. Metcalf is not on that list. He's not that. No. He's not that level. Not, I just don't care who else is there. He's going to get his no matter what. He is not there. He's not that level. He's the next level, which is very good. Very good. Elite NFL player even, almost. But not on target share immune level. He's not that good. So if Seattle drafts a round one wide receiver, it will hurt. It will hurt. He, he's a player who would be effective. That, that is something to consider. Absolutely. Especially with someone like Geno Smith throwing the ball. Someone who's not Joe Burrow. Someone who's not going to support that level necessarily. Um, but yeah, if uh, they if they drafted a round one, round one wide receiver, it wouldn't even be close in Tegan's favor for me. Uh, if Titans trade up for a developmental quarterback, uh, that'll be Anthony Richardson at three if they're trading up. Um, I'm scared for that quarterback's development. Well, okay, but development takes a while. Like, it's the kind of thing where, you know, everyone could be cleared out after this year. Like, everything could be gone. You could have a completely different team. I mean, you could have, after this year, you could have that developmental quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, be gone. And then you could bring in new receivers to kind of complement Traylon Burks and Chase and then whatever else you can, whatever else you have. If I'm Tennessee right now, I'm picking up the phone and I'm I'm calling Arizona. And I'm saying, hey, we know you're losing a, a blue chip guy at three if we trade up. We'll give you Jeffrey Simmons and our pick and whatever else we need to do to, you know, add on to it, to make it oh, work. Wow. And just start there. That's brutal. It's what you have to pay to get up there. I know it's what you have to pay. And then the Colts are, and then you, the Colts are cooked at that rate. Because quarterbacks the Colts are like would be disappointed. Yeah, one, two, three, and they're they're stuck with Will Levis, who the NFL I've heard viewing as a mid first rounder. So like, gonna overdraft Will Levis or we're gonna do like it, it puts them in such a tough spot too. So. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I mean, I agree with their comments. Concern, though, you know what I mean. I, I don't. I, you know, it's the worst landing spot, or one of the worst landing spots for any of the quarterbacks. You know, Will Levis and Anthony Richardson. You know, are are the candidates there? And yeah, I would I would move them down. You know, it would be viewed as a poor landing spot for me. You know, and I've kind of laid that out earlier in the show. You know, it would just be kind of bad for all around. Don't love it for the pass catchers. Don't love it for rookie quarterbacks, considering there's not a lot of weapons either. But could you imagine an Anthony Richardson, Derrick Henry read option though? Like, be kind of sick. Yeah, be, that would be, be wild. You talk me into that, but anything else fantasy related, I totally agree with you. 
get like a triple option going, get Traylon Burks running behind it all. Ooh, that'd be spicy. Huh. That'd be that'd funny. Be... We gotta run. I mean, oh. you know, Rabel would do it too, honestly. <laughs> and you know, it would work at least once. I'd be here for it, but yeah, I mean, I think we forget that of how many things the how many uh veterans the Titans have cut already this offseason and how much they've gutted this team already. They really like, have. There's like so there's so much cool. dead cap that's just eaten up by by players that aren't even gonna be playing this year. And they've they've said twenty twenty three is not gonna be their year. They've Pretty made they've yeah. made that they've made that clear. And they're gonna twenty twenty four is gonna be their big free agency class to go out and rebuild this team. Which is why you trade Jeffrey Simmons, like I said. I'm pretty sure he's a free agent in 2024. So I, I think it's perfect because who knows where you're going to finish next year. You're, you're probably going to be bad, but are you going to be one or two bad and then miss out on Drake, man, Caleb Williams, and then you're completely just – you don't have a solution for however long it, it goes unless 2025 produces some gems. But I, I think I think you got to swing now if you're the Titans. Also, what does that what does that what does swing for picks one and two mean for uh, former NFL coach of the year Mike Vrabel? Hmm. I feel like Mike Vrabel is not going to just roll over, and you're not going to keep you're not going to keep on a coach who went from multiple top records in the in the AFC while battling against Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, to worst record in the league. That's not acceptable. Yeah, that's the dilemma that the Titans are in. You know what I mean? They probably should just rebuild, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, just go full rebuild. But Mike Rabel's not going to do that because he's not likely to survive that. This is so this is a multi-billion-dollar yeah. industry. Yeah, so you have You're to rolling over and dying. Yeah, exactly. So you know, I just don't think you know it's kind of counterintuitive. You almost need somebody to step in and be like, "Hey, Mike Rabel, we we're not going all in and trying to, you know, I mean, we're we're reeling it back." Okay, I know you want to try to win, save your job security and everything, but. You know, we're going into a little bit of a rebuild here. That would be the smart thing. We'll see if that's the case. I mean, show, show development on the field for these young guys. Yeah. Make the make the plays happen and say it's okay if we lose those games. New GM and everything. Like it, it could be a a counter of philosophies there because I, I feel like the GM might want to rebuild this mess. Yeah, because yep, he exactly. wants to be in the in the safe zone for as long as he can. So, yeah. And that you've got sense. a great co- co- coach there. I think that's the the problem is Vrabel is a excellent NFL coach and he has shown that he can win with bad pieces. He can take guys off the street and win. Uh, Derek that, Henry can do that. Well, that was them two years ago. Most players like- ever, most players ever to have a NFL to play in a single NFL season for a single team. He was taking guys off the streets and still winning games. They had like five numbers they had to wear twice and give like multiple different people because they just kept hiring someone, uh, writing someone new to play for them. And they had to get it. So, oh, wait, which numbers are actually available anymore? Uh, here, take this number that we've already given out to two other players this season. Not counting uh, preseason or uh, practice squad. That's interesting. All right. Yeah. Besides your own hometown team, which NFL team are you rooting the hardest for next year? I don't mm. care. I don't yeah, care I mean, I teams. I could give you a funny. I mean, 
I just can't think of it. Yeah, go my fantasy football that. team. How about that? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. a great one. My I, fantasy football team. Who, my answer to yeah, my answer to this question is. Okay. I'll say the Lions because they were fun last. Yeah, year. I was gonna say yeah, the Lions. I, I like they were, they were very yes. fun. Lions, Seattle, Lions. I like Seattle. Love to see Geno Smith have success. That's good. Yeah. I also like Chicago, man. I want to see Chicago. I want to see Chicago. I want to see Fields really take that step with DJ Moore. Who are the better rookie late round targets for win now builds? And what are better options for rebuilds? Don't overthink it. Just take the best players. Yeah, take the best rookies. That's how you approach it. Don't overthink it. Oh, gosh. It's like the NBA. There's hardly any good, like there's 10 players out of the 60 taken are going to matter. It's the same ratio in rookie draft. So you might as well take the best. Just take the good players. Yep. Gosh, who was it on Atlanta that we thought was going to get a bunch of opportunities like two years ago? Oh my gosh, I forget his name. Oh, um, Javian Hawkins. Hawkins. <laughs> he was he was a sleeper, and I, I feel like people were taking him over like Elijah Mitchell. I think I know. Oh, Hawkins. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> if a player seems to have some intangible X factor, <laughs> how do you quantify this? Got that dog in him, if you will. Do you find that that affects your perception and changes where you rank a guy or not at all? Too emotional. I would. I don't. I don't know. If it, I, there's there's only one player that I remember this affecting, and I was George Pickens when I saw. Oh yeah, I was literally just or, about to say or, that one when player. I, when, I, when, when I saw when I saw him use a stadium as a weapon, yes. when I saw him throw another opposing player against the stadium itself, I, I was impressed with that dog. So yeah, I did have him a little higher just because I was like, man, this guy is something else. Yeah, honestly, like it doesn't change my rankings like dramatically. But you always got to look at how does this guy affect his locker room and how does this guy affect his teammates because that is a huge – it's a huge thing. Like, I mean, we were talking about it earlier in the show. Like, these are people with emotions and feelings, and, like, we got to consider that a little bit. But the only one that's dramatically changed my rankings would be George Pickens. What I saw – when I watched him, uh, for me, the moment was when he uh, silenced the sideline of the other team and he just threw – the opposing corner on a run play it was a run play and he just threw this guy and just shushed the entire uh sideline of the other team and it was unbelievable more that not less yes oh man george pickens 2023 could have he could really like take off this year i i feel like it's more so if you're on, if you have that dog in you, you'll more likely to be on my fantasy team, but you won't affect my rankings. That's true. <laughs> I, I, I just want you on my yeah, team. It's a great, it's a great. Because then when they like um, dunk on somebody, be like, "Ha, my guy did that to your team," you know? Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. I don't think it's safe. Flower. No, 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 no. People are not low. No. No. no, I think yeah, I think it's coming. It's coming way up. I think he's Didn't pushing Jordan. He's people pushing Jordan Addison for the him. wide receiver three. I, I'm my rankings yeah, yesterday. I almost him. had Zay Flowers ahead of Jordan Addison. Almost. Didn't he just? Get I think the people are behind today? the times on. People are not realizing the draft capital that Rasheed Rice and Cedric Tillman are going to get. That lands early. Mar- Marvin Mims too, I think, is going to stick strong. That one's strong too late. I think the community I, is caught up on that one. Yeah, you think so? Okay. Tyler, yeah, that Mock I was talking about earlier, Zerlin had uh, Cedric Tillman in round one. That's not going to happen. But I, I think that the I'm rankings saying, community has not caught up on the draft capital of the of Rice and Tillman. Uh, Mims, I think they already have. I think if you'd asked this question three weeks ago, I would have said Marvin Mims. But it's it's not that that's not the case mm-hmm. anymore. So uh, yeah, a lot of sneezing. Team. Yeah, my hot sauce made me sneeze. Uh, the Bengals sold things. Okay. Yeah. Who do you want oh, for your birds of 10, Oh, Ryan? Oh, well, this is a Hutch question, too. Yeah. I think Ryan's <laughs> the more 
famous. I would yeah. love. I don't God think God. he's gonna fall. I don't think he's gonna fall. But Christian Gonzalez at ten would be spectacular. That's I would love that. That's not gonna happen. Atlanta. Uh, I would love Witherspoon. I think a corner, or I think a corner is a great pick. I love Witherspoon. I think that would be a great pick there. This this mock. I don't. I don't want. I don't want Bijan at ten. I do. I don't. <laughs> I just don't, man. I How don't about JSN at ten? That would be funny. That'd be oh my goodness, that'd be it's insane. Electric, no, man. that's not the right. That's not the right. It's not. Me, it would be fine. It's not at all. Uh, I mean, they do need a wide receiver three. I mean, a second or third wide receiver. I would not. I would not mind that at all. I think that'd be great for them. They need a wide receiver three, but JSN is not the move. Man, who else it's, could they? It's Bijan Robinson or Jalen Carter for me. Flip a coin. I don't care. Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter is also a great pick. Jalen Carter yeah. is such like a wild card now. But he is a wild card. Did, He's very did, risky. Did you hear the rumors? They he declined the top ten. I, yeah, visits. that's not rumors. I mean, that's well, yeah, reality. He, did. he didn't yeah. take meetings. But no, the rumor. The rumor is because Philly guaranteed him if he's there at ten. That's where they're going. Interesting. I didn't know that. So that's that's what the rumor is on the streets right now. Pretty smart. Wow. Okay. Had a dis- surprisingly disappointing athletic testing, though. I guess that's oh, kind yeah, of that's cool. an his, understatement. His pro day, yeah, Ooh. yeah. it was really Ouch. bad, not good, yeah, mm. not good. Um, all right, well, uh, oh yeah, <laughs> appreciate that. Well, um, I guess we'll wrap it up. Uh, I don't know how much we talked about uh, quarterbacks <laughs> and running backs. Uh, we talked hey, you got so many questions on this show. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had a whole show. Know, a lot of questions. <laughs> I always prefer to go to the questions in the live chat. Um, we we'll, 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 we'll talk about these guys next or two Thursdays yeah. and Fridays from now. We'll talk about it. We're going to be live months. during the NFL draft, night one and night two, for many, 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 many hours. Um, it'll be very exciting. Uh, I know I don't sound very excited, but I'm just, I'm just tired today. Um, and, and Emerson, you should come back on if you have me on anytime, man. Love, yeah, to, love just, to come uh, back. We'll, we'll commit to the people that you'll come on during the NFL draft, they'll be very happy. I'll come um, on during the NFL draft. I'll, I love I'll it. definitely make an appearance. Absolutely, I love it. Clip uh, that, we'll, yeah. Well, oh, I well, it's gonna be clipped. <laughs> I'm already scheduled. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Rest of you are already scheduled. That's why I didn't ask. Toss, toss me in. I'll be there. The rest of you are already scheduled for lengthy periods of time. Um, so, yeah, it'll be fun. We'll be live night one and night two right here on this YouTube channel. Of course, if you like the channel, make sure to uh, uh, subscribe, uh, comment, and like. Comments especially really, unlike apparently Twitter, uh, comments on YouTube really drive the algorithm. So th- those comments on the show really help. Okay. And hit the notifications bell uh, to be notified about future content. Um, I might have some more. I will say there's going to probably be more videos and less live streams. So especially hitting that notifications bell in the future is really going to help. Because the videos are just going to drop when they drop. So you'll be notified about all of my future content. And uh, lastly, anyone have anything else they want to plug? You know, I'm always, you know, if you check my Twitter, I have like four or five articles coming out a week, three or four podcasts. So you'll always see stuff cranking out. Oh, you're busy, usually. dude. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I I actually never had followed you on Twitter, but I, recently, I followed you oh. on the show. But uh, oh, yeah. But wow. We're making to, connections here on the show. That's what the show's I'll all about. Check that out. Yeah, oh. And you guys can just follow me on Twitter, Matt Hutchinson, B underscore FF. I'm doing stuff. I'm try. I unfortunately, like the next month or so, I have to be pretty inconsistent on Twitter because of my concussion and all that. I have to be pretty, uh, I have to be pretty, uh, inconsistent, not as active on screens and stuff, but I will do my absolute best to always be there on Twitter, answering questions, talking, whatever. 
Don't hurt your brain, man. Take it easy. Yeah, I'm hey, trying. I'm trying not to. On your brain. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably draft uh, Waddle. <laughs> yes, trade, draft Waddle. Waddle. Trade Higgins away and marry JSN yep. just because. Um, why yes. not? Who cares? And then if you, I always love those. Oh yeah. Uh, fuck Mary Kill questions. Those are, always fun. <laughs> those are so uh, at parties, but. Uh, if you want, last thing, if you want to support me, the best way, it's always in the show notes on the podcast feed. It's at the bottom in the comment in that little description of the show on YouTube. Sign up for the Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash fantasy advice. Uh, you'll get my uh, one-on-one DM advice, Discord, all that other stuff. It's the best way to actually see the, the Dynasty strategy. Sometimes I know it's tough to answer questions through a live chat on here or on Twitter. But, you know, in DMs, we have as much time to just go back and forth and figure out exactly what's going on with your team. So uh, that's always what I suggest if you like the content on here. But until next time, I will see you all later. Peace. Peace. Take it easy, everybody.